that's why I think that uh, It's Now and the Ombre is the greatest album ever made. I mean, I know you agree wholeheartedly with that statement, and the audience probably wants to know why, but that's a conversation we were having before we started recording this podcast. It's Now and the Ombre wouldn't even be the best album ever made if it was the only album ever made. I think you're thinking of, of American Idiot. <sighs> Potentially. That's a different band entirely. Yeah, I know. God's sake. The ultimate bands, Green Day versus Offspring. Do you remember when the Do you remember the days when that was like that was like a big big argument where Green Day or Offspring better than one or the other? And they had bands like Blink One Eight Two, The Demon. Yeah, we all know the answer was Bad Religion. <laughs> bad Religion. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you ta- What are you talking about? Green Day already lost it by then. You don't even make sense anymore. Anyway, welcome to Crit Apocalypse episode one hundred and thirteen. Ads obviously gone insane. So the intro of this episode, we're just going to talk about spum. And what films have spum in them? I'm going to start off with, there's something spum. about Mary. Yes, yeah, spum, spunk. Spum. Spunk. Come. What spunk. films famously have come in them? Uh, Backdoor Sluts Go Nuts 9. Yeah, yeah, true, true. There's a lot of it in that. Mm. I'm thinking more, so I said... Freddy Got Fingered. There you go. There you go. There's a lot of spum in that film. Science of the Lambs. Science of the Lambs. Yeah, he throws at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good scene. How about the Baby Makers, the Broken Lizard film, not starring any of the Broken Lizard crew? Yeah. There's a scene in which a man slips up in a bunch of spum. Yeah. Right. Why? What about TV? Any TV spum? Uh, Ninety Night Season Two, Episode Three. What? When okay. The nurse gets Angus Deaton's spunk in a turkey baster. Did she get herself pre- <laughs> pregnant? Because <laughs> he's about to have a vasectomy. What? Have you ever seen Nighty Night? Yeah, I think. No, oh, yeah, no, I have, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, it's Dawn French, isn't it? No. Oh. Oh, yeah, dear. Anyway, welcome to Critical What was that? Welcome to Critical. Ah, for fuck's sake. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse. I'm sorry. Critics Apocalypse. Critics Apocalypse. Crick. Crick. Um, welcome to Critic. Rest in peace, John McCrick. Yeah, rest, who? The guy who does all the horse racing stuff. He wears the deer stalker hat. Oh, the guy that's probably a pervert. No, he's dead. Yeah, but he's probably a pervert. No, he's just a drunk. He looks like a pervert, though. Probably. Yeah. He's oh, dead. Well, we'll, we'll flip he a coin on that like one. died two days ago, but, yeah. you know, just... Sorry. He was in Celebrity Food Brother. Probably. They all are eventually. I didn't watch that shit. <laughs> they all are eventually. <laughs> live long enough to they had Big Brother contestants in Celebrity Big Brother <laughs> they did they like... did <laughs> when we reached peak what the fuck is the world doing um, okay alright well Ant, any news this week no it's been none it's really quiet yeah John McCormick Cormick died yeah. and Tom Holland has another Spider-Man movie there's one left mm. more on that later um, no, never heard of it uh, there's some games out this week. There's some coming up. There's games out every week. There's too many of them. Dragon Quest Builders is out this week. Yeah, the second one is anyway. Yeah, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three is out this month, isn't it? It's out on the nineteenth. Yeah, that's out on the nineteenth. Can't afford it. Nor can I. Uh, and then we've also got what else is out? Uh, it doesn't really matter. Does yeah, it doesn't know. Really All right, straight on to the business, are we? Yeah, possibly. Straight on to the business? What do we do here, Ant? That's what people are asking. I have no idea. But what do we do? I don't know. What do we as human beings do here? Are you breathing? Are you alive? Do you even know what's happening? 
with stem cells. Don't shit yourself. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, because Ant is unwilling to tell you what's happening, I'm going to tell you what's happening. Ant's dropping phone his phone. On my phone on the floor. Ant dropped his phone on the floor. Is it in one piece? Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. So we review Ant dropping his phone on the floor. And that was a good... I'd say that was a good 4 out of 10. What would you say? Of all the times you've dropped the phone on the floor, how many, what what would you rate that one as? No, I, I'm i careful when I drop my phone. You're careful, when you, <laughs> careful when you drop your phone. I don't break it. That's true. That is true. How many phones have you broken? Let's not talk about that now. Yeah. I've never cracked a screen on a you, phone. Yes, you have. No, your last phone. Uh, it had a cracked back, not the screen. <laughs> It's different entirely. <laughs> yeah, but if you were backwards, that would be the front. No. Anyway, and what do we do here? You you tell the audience what we do. Tell we do. We get a few seconds of room noise for for the noise reduction. <laughs> what else do we do? What's the actual podcast about? What's what are we doing? I don't know. You're supposed to start it. Oh right, I'm meant to explain it every single time. Yeah, well, you're meant to be starting fair. this week. Okay. All right, so we review some stuff and things that we've seen or done over the last two weeks. It's been three weeks this time because, Ant, you selfishly went to Scotland. How was Scotland? It was nice. I had a haggis in a wrap with nachos and cheese. You had a- <laughs> what do you call that? What kind of cuisine is that? It's not- we made is- some haggis chilli and we put it in a, in a, in a wrap with nachos and cheese. <laughs> So you've got a haggis chilli. Yeah, so you've got Scotch, Scottish, bonnets in it. Scotch bonnets in it. Okay, yeah. so you've got Scottish, Scottish, and then you've got chilli, which is, what, Mexican, maybe? Might no, the be. haggis was the chilli. Yeah, I know, but like, you're cooking it in a chilli form. I'm assuming there's tomato sauce involved. No, no, just the haggis. Just the haggis. Yeah. So you basically had haggis. haggis. some veg, you know, pe- peppers and whatnot. And you put it into a flatbread. Yeah. Or was it a naan bread? A flatbread. It was two... two Two wraps, just wraps. Just wraps? wraps. Yeah. Just straight in there with a the wrap. So you essentially replaced the sheep's stomach with with bread. Hmm. Then added nachos. Nachos and cheese. <laughs> and what would you call this if you were to name it? I mean, it's a, it's a haggis nacho and cheese wrap. It's, it's got a good crunch yeah. wrap. Yeah, the crunch, yeah, yeah, crunch, Scottish m- crunch wrap. Muck crunch wrap. Muck Scottish crunch wrap. It was nice. It was really what, nice. What would you call it? Like, I don't know, but it was nice. I... All right. Put it in my mouth and did it. Like bready haggis cheese explosion? Maybe. Maybe. Right. Well, TM. Did another one that was just like pizza toppings and stuff. What? In there, yeah. With haggis? Not with haggis, no. Just pizza toppings. So you made like a pizza, pizza wrap? Yeah, basically. Jesus. Yeah. Sounds like a cheesy wrap. I eat well when I'm up there. You do. It sounds like you eat horrendously well. Mm. I've, got to, I've got to cut down your rations now. You know mm. that, don't you? Mm. You're getting less bread now. Just eat scotch bonnets whole. Oh, I've done that. It's not mm. pleasant. The worst I've ever had is a ghost chili, but a ghost chili makes your body break down. Mm. So like a scotch bonnet, you like it burns and you can drink milk, but like you kind of survive after like five minutes, it's done, it passes. If you eat a ghost chili, so it starts off not burning too much and then your body catches up to your taste buds. Mm. So you start feeling the burning sensation spread across your tongue. Then it goes down your throat and then inexplicably you can taste it in your teeth mm. and then in your nose and then your eyes start leaking. All the while, the burning sensation is moving down into your stomach. And then you go to pee. Then, what you do is you go sit on the toilet whilst having cold sweats. And then eventually your body goes, I want to get rid of this, but it can't digest it quick enough to get rid of it the way it wants to. And also, 
I think it naturally protects your anus from this at uh, this point. So you go and then you sit in the bath. <laughs> you don't run a bath. You sit in the bath. I don't sit in the bath. You sit in the bath and you splash yourself with a bit of cold water. <laughs> you have a little bit of a mental breakdown. And then as you're getting out of the bath because you feel a little bit better, but there's still this burning, tingling, painful sensation in your stomach, you then vomit up the portion of chips you ate before eating. <laughs> it goes chilly. And then you sort of sit back like, oh, I'm glad that's over. And then your teeth start to burn again because it's brought everything back up through your mouth because you don't have a better that's exhaust you get point. for eating that. Yeah, yeah. And I did it again because I'm an idiot. Yeah. So anyway, so we review stuff and things at this podcast, mostly media, sometimes not media. Always we do it with a smile on our face and a song in our hearts. And what's your favourite song? Can anybody Cops and Robbers me? Oh, that's a great song. By Katie Tater. Somebody to Bang Bang Cops and Robbers Bang Bang Robbers and Guns Alright. Anyway, I'm uh, my first review this week. I'm going first because I'm the best. First uh. is best. So I'm going to go first, mm-hmm. and I'm going to review Never a enough. little movie called A Game for the Xbox One. That's not a movie. Called Void Bastards. We did that already. You reviewed that already. I dare you to shush now. Shush in silence, please. So I played Void Bastards, which is a first-person shooter roguelike with space travel. Yeah, and I crafting. Yeah, what have you done? Yeah. Um, so, Void Bastards, as Ant so eloquently put last time, is a space game, blah, 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 shooty, shooty, shooty. And that was great. That was fantastic. But in my opinion, slightly different from Ant's, and I think it's fantastic. Ant just thought it was great. Oh, that, that's, 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 that's the difference, is it? Yeah. Fantastic yeah. is better than great. The episode in which we established that is this one. But, um, Ant... What did you think of this game again? It's a good game. It's really good. It's gone to good now, has yeah. it? It's not great anymore. I don't... <laughs> Sorry, Anne. It all I'm... means the same. It does. It's a positive review. Yeah. Yes. So, I enjoyed it. You're on a spaceship. You shoot some things. Mostly cockneys. And some monsters. And then you go on to the next station and you do it again, right? Every time, you get a randomly generated character... And that character has special traits. Whenever you die, you get a randomly generated Whenever character. Whenever you die, you get a randomly generated yeah. character, and it has special yeah. traits. You start off with one that gives you an example, and that is that they are a smoker, so they cough, which can alert enemies to your presence. Yeah, I did that. I had that one. Yeah, I think that's the starter one for everyone. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And then the next one, it sort of has different traits. And you know what? It's a real fun game. Really fun. It's a bit like FTL. But a lot more interactive when it comes to the actual space stations that you visit. Uh, I would say this is a pretty, pretty good game. I'd give it a Paul Rudd. Uh, now available on Xbox One as part of Xbox Games Pass. Which I've got. Not to brag. Pretty great. Yeah. Eh? Void Bastards. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty- yeah, you've only done like one level of it. I played it for about ten hours. Yeah. Um. I've I've unlocked most of the first level first level stuff. I've got some second level stuff as well, like the gun. Um. You I've, got the gun. The gun. So you've got the pistol you start with, and then you've got the you've got the bolt gun. 
There's a bunch of weapons. Um, it's really good. I like the little wind-up, the cat. It's a proximity yeah. mine. Um, I really, really like the design. I like the way it looks. I like the fact you keep your upgrades, even if you die, so your backpack sort of just <laughs> off of the person and goes to the next one. Mm. Um, I, I'm not a massive fan of the art style when it comes to the enemies. Because they scare you. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but no, I, I enjoyed it. There was one level that has a massive... Um, a a massive uh, what's it called uh, docking bay, and you have a you know all about docking. <laughs> I do, I do. I fly spaceships. Uh, there's a docking bay where you have an exhaust flume that's like a prototype um, airlock, hmm. and you can lead one of the big oh, yeah, bads yeah, yeah, in yeah. there, and you press the button, it and it goes out, and then you're like, ha ha! Yeah, that's in the um the was it I can't what they call. There's one of the groups always has them in there. Yeah, because there's four. I think there's four or five different types of ship you can it's, go on I think it's whichever one has a lot of fuel because it had yeah. a lot of fuel on one there. of them's like a mining ship or yeah. something they have them and then there's like the dining hall one for the rich folk and there's a weird Japanese one with the like exploding cat farms they've got like a little petting area petting I haven't zoo. seen those yet yeah yeah, that's pretty cool uh, I'm enjoying it I'm going to continue playing it I'm going to give mm. it a go every so often um, one thing I would say is that I didn't didn't find a ship with lots of ammo until my fourth character so I kept running out of ammo really often. Don't waste your ammo. Be smart. I was trying to, but there's a lot of times when you just you sort of open the stun gun. Button. You want the stun gun? The stun gun's okay. The electric thing. The stun gun's okay, and it almost kills every enemy with one shot, doesn't it? Well, you just go away. You just freeze stuff with it and freeze it on the spot. Oh, I've got the poison gun then, maybe. Yeah, don't use the poison gun. No, you yeah. have the electric one, and you can just like you can the, stun the enemies the, like, and the stop them running. Knuckle Duster style one. I can't remember something like that. Yeah, it's a really good game though. I recommend it to everyone. Regardless of your current situation, consider Void Bastards an option for your your uh, for your leisure time. Stop swearing so much. What? Stop swearing so much. What? You said bastards. I didn't realise I was swearing. Oh my I'm God. so very sorry. Mother will not be pleased. No, she won't. She won't. She doesn't listen. Mother Hopefully will punish you. She will. Anally. Mm. You're going back under the bed. <laughs> What's that reference to? Because you put you on the tray, cut your arms oh, and legs right. off. I thought you were talking about that film with Fred Savage in it where he goes no, under the bed and then Howie Mandel is a The old monster. Charlie Chaplin story where they've got the mother under the oh, bed. No, no, I don't And she's that. like on a tray, she's got no arms and legs. Ugh. Oh, The X-Files? Yeah, that was based on Charlie Chaplin. No, it wasn't. Yeah, Charlie, there's something that apparently Charlie Chaplin claims he experienced. Ugh. That he met a bunch of people. And Who were like having sex with their mum to make more babies. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me, Charlie Chaplin had some dark stuff going on in his life. He's a pedo. Yeah, he dated a 13-year-old. Hmm. Much like Donald Trump. Except if you replace dating with raping, your review, Ant. No, what my review? I don't know. you got a bunch of stuff to review. Have I now? Is that what you think? Yeah. What's your favourite thing that you've done in the last few days? And then review that. Um, Having a poo after I had that chilli with the Scotch yeah, bonnets. That was that really was, great. I mean, I did the whole train coach journey back without pooing. And then nothing really happened when I got home. So I was like, that's a bit weird. And then the next day... Yeah. But that was like two days after I had it. Hell to pay. Yeah, it all kicked off. Yeah. I once went on a coach to Amsterdam, mm. and within the first hour of us leaving, a very, very heavy man went and sat in the toilet for about 45 minutes, and then came out, and he didn't close the door properly. We could smell what he had done, and after that point, the train, the, the toilet didn't work on the coach. Oh, God. We were on the coach for like eight or nine hours. It was the most horrendous thing I'd ever experienced in my life. It was so thick, you could taste it, 
and you and you just it, you were breathing it in. Oh. I think everybody had pink long. Oh, it's pretty grim. Mega bus, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always mega bus. Yeah, one pound fifty. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was like three pounds to get to Amsterdam. <laughs> mega bus is always the worst one for that. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's where well, you can get to France for a quid, can't you, or something like that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but they, they're just uncomfortable and horrible. Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, you're okay if you get like one of the ones with two stories. Uh, oh, the posh ones. They didn't. They they they, they did decide I couldn't have one of them once. Really? Yeah, I was supposed to be having one of them, and they cancelled it and gave us Is a that regular like one. The one of the sleeper ones as well. Yeah. Yeah. Posh ones. Anyway, what am I reviewing now? Don't know. What do you want to review? Let's do. I might as well just do Power Rangers. Fuck it. Um, which, the film, because I watched the film recently. Which one? Uh, the first film. The 1995 film. Yeah, I yeah. watched that recently. Uh oh, we're in trouble. Um, David never seen it, so I was like, what? we are watching it. It's, on, it's in HD on Sky on Virgin Movies. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, they've got the HD version because it got a Blu ray release recently. That? Well, so you can see that CGI in HD is beautiful. The beautiful, beautiful movie. I like it when he leaks through the door. It's a great film. Just it's, it's just a treasure. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Anyway, so Power Rangers Dino Charge. Power Rangers Dino Charge. Getting gear. <laughs> so, like the last few series of Power Rangers have been pretty, pretty awful. Not oh, great. Yeah. But Dino Charge saw a new person take over producing the show. Chip huh? Lynn, who used to work on Power Rangers doing sort of the late Saban era and Disney era. So okay. he was like one of the one of the ones who led it during its probably its peak. Um, and Dino Charge is based on Kyuja. Uh, I can never pronounce it. It's stupid. It's Dinosaur Beast Rangers, whatever the fuck. That one's got a lot of dancing in it, and a lot of Caribbean dancing stuff when they morph. It's kind of it's kind of fun. Not in the Power Rangers though, but they kept the guns. They still morph using guns, which is surprising for a Power Rangers series. Yeah. They um pull the guns out, spin the barrel, and shoot it, and it transforms them. Yeah. Um, although they. Don't like you rarely see him actually just shoot the thing. It's all he goes to the the scene. Anyway, so the dinosaur themed. It's the third dinosaur themed Power Ranger series, um, and it's really quite enjoyable. I've enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, the Rangers at first they're kind of a bit sort of a bit of a shock to the system because they've got really strong, distinct personalities. And after the last like four seasons, that's really weird because mm. like you couldn't even tell which character. Like the previous series, you could switch the characters around and. It you wouldn't, wouldn't even know. Difference. Yeah, they've yeah. just got the same personality, all just boring. Um, but this one, they're all like distinct people um, and they're all fun. There's one of them, Riley, who I'm kind of just a bit bored of most of the time, but he's fine. He's not. There's not many episodes that focus on him and he's like the clever clogs and athletic one of the group. He was like super smart and all that. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, like the Red Ranger Tyler is like what I imagine if you took a character from Door the Explorer and made him a Power Ranger. He's just like, he loves exploring and adventuring and he's just super happy to be there all the time. Yeah. He's always like, yeah, come on guys, let's have fun. And they keep just messing with that the whole time in the series. They'll keep finding an excuse for him to go a little bit mental and be a bit weird and just goof around because they knew that he's just a bit of a silly billy. Okay. Um, he's, he's a fun character. He, he jumps around place. Um, and I like Coda, the Blue Ranger, who's a caveman who've discovered an energem thousands of years ago and got frozen in ice like Captain America. And he can't speak English properly. He just like, speaks broken English all the time. Nice. Played by an in- Indonesian actor called Yoshi Sudarasu. Something like that. But um, he is the only Power Rangers actor who's appeared in Super Sentai. He oh. Appeared, yeah, he appeared in an episode of Ninja in 2015. Who did he play? He was, a, he was just a guy getting attacked by a monster. And they were like, hey, go to safety or something. And he's like, yeah, thanks. And then he runs off. 
because I don't think he speaks Japanese. No. Oh. But he got to appear. He's, he got to get a cameo. They chucked him in there because he was, happened to be around at the time. So they were like, yeah, do you want to appear in Super Sentai? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Cranston didn't get to appear in Super Sentai. Well, no, because he doesn't speak Japanese. How do you know? He might. That's true. I think he spoke Japanese in something I watched. He spoke Japanese in the Godzilla film, didn't he, at the start? When he was talking to some guys. Yeah, but do you think he, not, he didn't yeah. learn that for a paycheck? He was living in Japan at the time in the film. Yeah. Yeah, and he spoke some Japanese. Yeah. I like that time when James Ramar spoke Japanese in Black Lightning, and I was like, I know exactly what he's saying. Really? Yeah, he was like, uh, Konnichiwa, Genki Deska, and stuff, which is just like, hello, how are you today? Yeah, but isn't you know? James Ramar also Raiden? Yeah. So technically he would He was know. Raiden number two. Yeah, he would know Japanese. Yeah, because Raiden's... Because Raiden's Japanese. Yeah, definitely. Just like Chris Lambert was... Chris Lambert is famously Japanese. Yeah. Anyway, Dino Charge. Uh-huh. The whole plot thing is, in the first series anyway, because yeah. this one's got like its own villain that's not in the Super Sentai. They oh, actually, okay. They made their own one for the first time in years. All right, what's the it's villain's called, name? It's called Sledge. Sledge. The big green thing. Like wearing, Sister Sledge. Yeah, exactly like Sister Sledge. So all the monster stuff, like the villain stuff, is all completely refilmed and they've got their own set. And it's quite a nice set. It's really nicely lit and stuff. Um, but the basic idea is thousands of years ago, he was chasing this creature called the Master or some shit. I can't remember. I've forgotten his name. He looks like the Dungeon Keeper from um, Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, but if he was okay. like an alien. Yeah. Um, and he has these Energems that Sledge is after and he... Puts the energy of the Energems into a bunch of dinosaurs, because apparently that's a really good idea at the time. Um, you know, to, in order to infuse them with the end dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs can keep them safe for, you know, however long and all this sort of stuff. And in the process, does a thing, sends Sledge into the distant corner of space. It takes 10,000 years for Sledge to get back, or 100,000 years or whatever, a million, million years, let's say. Um, and the energy makes these little Energems, and that's the things they use to transform. They're like little crystal things. They put them in the guns and fire. Yeah. Transform. Um, it's quite a neat thing. No, it up, you know, everyone's got their own little dinosaur that they're attached to and all that. There's quite a few. There's 10 Emma gems they're looking for. And by the end of the first series, they found like seven of them. So they picked up a couple of extra rangers, some part-time rangers here and there. So they have like, you know, there's a graphite ranger who's like a prince from a pla- from a place called Zandandar. And he's just like a part-time who just turns up every now and again. Zendaya. To help out. Yeah. Zendaya, yeah. Um, and one of the rangers, I like the gold ranger, he's like a knight from thousands of years ago who protected the prince of Xandar. And, you know, and just like thousands of years ago. And he got attacked by a monster and trapped inside the monster. And that's a whole plot thing in the first series. But he's like, he's quite fun. The guy who plays him, he's just like playing up a very noble, esteemed knight who's just having a wild old time in this modern era. And he keeps doing stuff like taking like, suits of armour from the museum they're based in and wearing them like it's just his clothes. Because he's just like, yeah, I'm going to ride around on a horse. <laughs> so, just because he's living life. Yeah, because he's a knight and that's what he knows. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just it's nice to have distinct characters and stuff in it. And the villain is quite cool. And they, they have an episode which is quite a neat one where they they, there's like, they, they establish stuff during the series which they haven't done before. They'll like chuck a little thing in somewhere and then a few episodes later it'll pay off. Like they were planning ahead, which is something Megaforce definitely never did, and Samurai basically only did if the Super Sentai had written it into the script. Yeah. Because they were just copy and pasting the whole thing over. But um there's little stuff like there's there's a prison cell in Sledge's ship. He has prisoners and they're these monsters that he sends out. And there's one cell that's like supposed to be off limits and there's a cage and you see a, you see a tentacle come out of it for some reason. It makes no sense later, but it's a tentacle, whatever. You know there's something evil in there. 
And then later episode, he gets desperate and he lets it out. And it's just this guy. He's wearing like, he looks like he's wearing a magician's costume almost. Yeah. He's called um, Heckle. It's called Heckle. And does he have like a specific costume that makes him look like someone who would heckle a comedian, say? No, 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 no. What does he look like? You'll find out why he's called Heckle later. It's a clever Jekyll and Hyde thing. Oh. He's got another personality called Snide. Oh, right. But anyway, so you don't know about and that. Heckle and Snide. You don't know about that, though, there. He's just like a guy, and they're looking for someone to um, give an energy to. And the villain Sledge is like, oh, he looks human. Let's send him down. Maybe he can get an energy from him. And they send him down and some shenanigans ensue. But he gets locked back away. And he's the villain of the second series. After they've defeated Sledge, he breaks out of his cell and he becomes the main villain for the second series. Which is quite cool having a human villain for the series rather yeah. than another big guy well, in a monster human, suit. I'm guessing you've got like little air quotes. Well, he turns into the snide thing who is the villain from Dino Charwell, Kyoryuja. Um But he's like, he comes across a lot like... Um, one of those villains from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know the nerds, yeah, the three nerds. Like he could have fit right in that group. He's very, he's very extravagant and camp and a bit silly, and he would fit in with that sort of thing. Yeah, because she was well. Those were the the three witch guys that ended up killing Willow's girlfriend. girlfriend yeah, and then that caused Willow to go full dark. Yeah, and then Willow. Well, that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's just like, he's one of those sort of like, he's really enjoying the villainy and he's totally into it. But he's in the second series mostly. He just gets set up in this first series and it's a nice way of like putting some continuity flow in there and having little things and little stuff yeah. happening and going, hey, we're going to pay it off later. Like I actually have faith that little subplots are going to pay off. Not like, not like Turbo where they fucking go, oh, we got this message of from a play future that's about impending doom. And then it never, never happens. Or when they have, they keep beating it back. They keep, yeah, definitely. Or when there's the Phantom Ranger, there's I wonder who the Phantom Ranger is, and then after about six appearances, they forget about him. Janet Street Porter, definitely, definitely for Janet Street Porter. Yeah, definitely for sure. But um, yeah, Dino Charge. It's it's been a really fun series. It's much more bright and cheerful, and they've adapted the episodes really well. And yeah, I like the stuff. It's weird they've got guns. I can't believe they've let a Power Ranger series have, have gun guns, morphers. all things. Yeah. But um, they got fun swords. I thought you said they had gun swords for a yeah. second there. They don't have gun swords. <laughs> they do have. Do they have swords? No, they have um, they have these claw weapons, and the claw weapons combine together, and they can put them together however like they predator. like to make like a giant cannon or like a a spear thing and stuff like that. It's quite like got, yeah. like predator. The Red Ranger has like a T Rex mouth thing, like a giant T Rex. Just mouth. like predator. Yeah, just like predator. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, um. It's good fun stuff, good fun action, really silly. There's a lot of the rangers, like the actors are doing their stunts and stuff in it. Yeah. Especially Yoshi, the Blue Ranger, Coda. Um, that guy is like some crazy gymnast and they're just like, fuck it, just leap over some stuff for a few minutes. And he's like, woo hey, hey, doing flips and shit because apparently that's just what he likes doing in his spare time. Just standing on the corner doing flips yeah. and shit. Yeah. Don't he does a lot more in the second series, but he's he's shaping up to be one of my favourite like rangers in the series just because he's so he's so adorable with his like caveman ways that's good because he's all just like he just wants to help people he really loves burgers and he gets really upset when he messes up so they take it to a racist place no 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 okay but he's got a good he's got like a nice little sub backstory where he saved his brother from a saber-toothed tiger and he dived off the cliff holding him he's scared of volcanoes he doesn't like volcanoes oh no he doesn't like fire i'm assuming he doesn't like the um doesn't like the tap in the 
in the burger bar they work in that has like a water hose. Does he work in the burger bar? Yeah, they have a burger bar. They make for hygiene reasons. I it's think a that... dinosaur museum and it's a Bronto burgers and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's just he doesn't like the snake water snake. He calls it. Yeah, it scares him. Does he speak English? <laughs> yeah, just about. Oh, he's all broken English, but it's funny because it's morphing time. <laughs> oh, but um, it's funny because the guy's not. He's Indonesian, but he's like speaks fluent English. But they just have, yeah, just speak broken English. Whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. He gets a lot more to do in the second series, but in the first series, they're just like he's having some fun. He's having some silly japery. Yeah. Is this is this a series that you'd recommend to someone who doesn't watch this sort of thing? Yeah, possibly. It's got a lot of good fun to it. I'm yeah. enjoying it. Oh, the Black Range is quite fun as well. Australian guy because they've hired enough rats who can't do an yeah. American accent. Um, he's called Chase and he's a bit of he fancies himself as a bit of a ladies man oh who doesn't and they actually he, he has this episode where he like uh, meets a girl and there's a whole plot thing like oh but she really likes the Black Ranger not him so he has to learn that maybe he can be a better person it wasn't the Black Ranger she liked it was that he was a better person I like um, that sort of message but then that continues he's like, he still got the girlfriend in the second series oh, that's good they remembered it it's just you know better than we can say for Billy's girlfriends in Mighty Morphin, who just kept disappearing. Billy, I think Billy was a serial killer. Or gay. <laughs> it's one of the two. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, actually, did he? No. I mean, he kept getting those girlfriends, and then they vanished like he wasn't interested in them. And he always really resisted go doing anything with the girls. Like, hanging out with them. But he was so happy to help them clean I out their fridges. I think he was confused at the time. He wasn't sure. I think he figured it out later, though. Good for you, Billy. Good job, Billy. Bring Billy back. Bullet time Billy from Resident Evil Zero. Yeah. Yeah? What's up? Oh, you farted. Ooh, that was a good bass <laughs> one, that one. Yeah. All about that bass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dino Charge, it's fun. It's got a proper theme tune, although it still goes into the Go-Go Power Rangers bit, but yeah. it's got a theme tune by Ron Rassman, the guy who did the original Power Rangers theme tunes. Good so, stuff. And it yeah. just feels like a distinct show. It doesn't feel like they've just copy and pasted the script. Cool. And, um... Coolio. Yeah, and I like that he's got a dinosaur hand thing. I'm sure you do. Fantastic. Mm, Good big, times. Big dinosaurs. I like the dinosaurs. All right. Cool. Cool. Cool, man. You Morphin time. Good job. They say it's morphin time again. I, you know what? If they didn't, I'd be upset. So, is it my review? Yeah, it is. Okay, cool. So my second review, second, I mean, this is flying along. My second review this week is going to be Brightburn. A new film that asks the question that everyone's always wanted to know the answer to. Mm. What would happen if Superman was an incel? And we got an answer. We got an answer. He can't be only a kid. Kids, kid cell? Kids can't be incels. <laughs> yes, they can. He's 13. He's not old enough yet. Yeah, he's an incel. Uh, no, okay. So, uh, Brightburn, for anyone who doesn't know, Brightburn's a story of um, two parents who... Well, no, sorry. Two adults who are struggling to conceive a child meet or well, find a alien craft that's crash-landed near their house. They should try sexing. They live in a farmhouse um, and the alien ship crash-lands and they find a baby inside. Ooh. They take the baby and they raise it. They hide the ship under the barn um, once the uh, once the baby reaches 13, 13 years old, he starts going through what would normally be puberty for humans, but it's a much more violent transformation for him. He starts taking on, well, he starts gaining abilities, much like Superman. He has the ability to fly, 
move very far, super oh. strength, and mm. laser eyes. Oh. Um, all in all, he, he got Toad's powers. All in all, he wrecks fucking shop. Oh. <laughs> he's basically it gets to about half an hour in, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna start killing people. I'm probably nice. I'm probably gonna start killing some people." Um, and the parents have to ask themselves a lot of questions about about is it their fault? Should they have told someone? Is there more they could have done to prevent this happening? Is it somehow their fault? And I think that the the film does answer those questions. And I think that it's it's very obvious early on that it isn't their fault, and that he is. There's a lot of talk of bugs and insects and different types of insects, and there's in particular ones that lay their eggs in nests. Mm. And then when the when the eggs have been looked after by the uh, by the insects, they hatch and they just eat the fucking populace. They just drain them out, and they speak about. Brandon, which is Brandon, yeah, they think about Brandon Briar. Um, they they talk about him being similar to that, and he wears this Why terrifying is the insect. Superman mask. called Brandon. I don't know. I feel like this is a personal attack on Brandon Ralph. <laughs> so he wears a mask that he's made himself, and when he's wearing the mask, he makes sure his eyes are glowing red, uh. so just about to project lasers. And there's a stitch that runs from the nose, so just below where the eyes, in between the eyes down the nose and down the mouth that looks like it's just a shoelace stitched between two bits of material but obviously it looks like a sideways mouth like an insect like pincers mm-hmm. um, and he he just goes around and he fucking kills a bunch of people and draws this symbol and there's some really fucking grim kills like there's some some really gory moments in it it's written by James Gunn who wrote and directed um, Guns of the Galaxy he wrote this with his brother and it's directed by someone else and it's it's really good but it it's not a cinema film. As much as I'd like to say that it's it really gains something from being watched in a cinema, I don't think it does. The horror elements might be a bit more punchy, but the actual story... The film has to be a Marvel movie. No, 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 no. But that's not the reason why. A lot of what happens in this, a lot of the drama, a lot of the horror and the suspense come from conversations being had with Brandon. Hmm. And it, when you're just sitting there on the big screen, you're watching this. The, obviously, the eventuality, what happens... You're the reason no one goes to see Terrence Malick films anymore. Yeah. It's because it's quiet. There's lots of conversations. And also, they're bad. The last three, anyway. Um, so it's the day. <laughs> you didn't watch a Night of Cups, did you? No one watches Terrence Malick films. <laughs> You're not meant to watch them. <laughs> anyway. Um, or the other one, where it's about fucking... Uh, it's just as bad. Uh, but anyway, so... Um, one of the one of the things is... A lot of it's conversation. A lot of it is conversation that... You, you you make the wrong wrong wording or you say the wrong thing and Brendan becomes paranoid or suspicious of you, you are fucking gone. And that includes his parents. And there's one scene in particular that looks so much like a couple of panels from The Walking Dead and then switches so quickly into something really... Because Brandon as a concept is fucking terrifying. When I was younger, I, uh, one, of my, one of my weird bugaboos is... Uh, you remember Jeepers Creepers? Yeah, it's made by a pedophile. It's made by a pedophile. All three of them are. Yeah. But Jeepers Don't Creepers. Watch Jeepers Creepers films. Jeepers Creepers, well, back in 2001 before he was convicted of pedophile. Jeepers Creepers had the idea that this thing could just swoop down and fly off. But he with was you. already a convicted pedophile before Jeepers Creepers. Really? Yeah, he got arrested in the 90s. It was right after what, he did powder? powder. After he did oh, powder. Oh, yeah, because he was the same fucking dude. Yeah, he was already in jail by the time powder came out. Ah. Yeah. Because um, he molested the kid on the set of Creep Show. And yeah. it was videotaped. Yeah. Mm. Shit, I didn't realise it was the name? same guy who did powder. Thingy Silver, yeah. Yeah. Grim. He still gets work. Somehow. Well, because Jeffrey Epstein knows him. Does he? Probably. I mean. Oh, yeah, well, Donald Trump knows him. 
Jeffrey Epstein. Um, anyway, so yeah, so um, it's it's just it's one of those strange concepts that works really well, and it has a really good end of film teaser that leads to like some sort of weird Justice League style group of monsters. Oh. That if DC were to just go like, yeah, I'll tell you what, fuck well, the Dark Universe. It's kind of like the Dark Universe. So yeah, so, that went really well. I'm going to spoil this a little bit. I'm I'm not going to spoil what happens during the film because there are things that you have to see. Don't in, spoil the film. In particular, what happens between him and his uncle is fucking incredible. But at the end, it hints at other people, other beings like this. One of them is a witch who uses a rope to hang men so that they admit to their crimes and then she kills them. So it's yeah. obviously Wonder Woman. And the other one is is a surface-dwelling... Well, no, sorry, sea-dwelling monster that's been destroying ships and dragging people underwater, which is obviously Aquaman. And they have like these, and they mention Brandon as well, but they call him Brightburn by that point because that's the town that it's all set in. And it's it's really, really, it's a good teaser for something that, that could so easily be done. Yeah, but obviously it's Monster Squad. No, they're, they're all evil. They're just killing people. Yeah, they're just so eviscerating everyone. Yeah, they'd be the monsters. <laughs> and then you'd have a bunch of kids. And they'd be like, you can't do this. Seaman's got nards. <laughs> they kick the Aquaman in the box. He just eats their faces. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman hangs them from a tree. And they make friends with the um, big idiot one. Oh, Frankenstein. Yeah. Who would be the big idiot one from DC? Marshall Manhunter. Super, Superman, wouldn't it? <laughs> Marshall Manhunter, because he's an outsider. Oh, no, Bizarro. He's a weird Solomon Grundy. Bizarro. Bizarro. Yeah, Solomon Grundy. Apocalypse. Doom Seed. Dark Seed. Do you see the weirdos were asking for the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Yeah, they're the back day, on right? it, aren't they? It doesn't exist. No, no one paid to finish that piece of shit. It wasn't even fully filmed. Uh, anyway, so Brightburn. I really recommend people see it, but I... It's, Brightburn. Yeah, it's it's such a weird... It's such a weird movie to watch in the cinema. It's got Rita Repulsa in it. It does. It has Elizabeth Banks. It has Elizabeth Banks. It has the guy who played Roy in The Office. Can't remember his name. And it's got one of the guys from... Roy? Which one was Roy? The one before Jim. Dating Pam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember, yeah. And it's got... Um, it's got he one of the truck load bay, didn't he? Yeah. It's got one of the drug- druggies from Breaking Bad. One of... Uh, one of um, Aaron Paul's net friends. What has he got? Friggin' um, what's his face? He's got his like Star Trek fan fictions. Yeah, him. Can't yeah. his name, but he's like he's got like, the weird voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and he's all like, yeah, and then <laughs> Scotty's beaming the food out of his stomach in yeah. space. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the guy. Yeah, yeah. So he's so he he's choking. He's coughing up blood. His guts like, are being teleported into space. <laughs> like I said, it's it's a really interesting film, but I think it's really it feels like it was made for home view, home viewing. It doesn't feel like a big cinema release. No, I think it has to be a massive big budget. No, no, film. no, it doesn't. Maybe you should see some smaller art house films. Every I didn't. I'm going to talk about one in a minute. Really, really. Yeah. Spider Man Far From Home is not a small no, art house no, film. No, because anyway, it's set in Europe. I think Brightburn is exactly what I wanted from it. Brightburn, but it's it didn't excel in any in any form. So I can't say that it's it's um I can't say that it's a it's it's a Tom Atkins, but it's it's definitely up there. It's something so interesting. And it, it's, it, it doesn't... You know how I said about the teaser for the other things? It doesn't set that up as if that's going to be a sequel. This is a complete narrative for this story. Hmm. You could end on that and you could be like, oh, okay, so no one can stop these fucking monsters at the end. Yay. And that could be it. But instead it's like, you know, you could build on this, interestingly. You could just have these monsters and then just... The thing is, though, if you flip the Superman premise and stuff, the hero of a monster movie, a movie where there's loads of monster villains, is going to be a billionaire rich white guy. 
It's yeah, going to be Lex Luthor. Oh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> Lex Luthor euthanizing a kid. You imagine that, yeah. Billionaire. Oh, no, billionaires are great. Yeah, no, don't worry about it. So it's fantastic. Like, What's that, Brandon? You, you, He's you just, just super nice. You just want a friend? I made you this cookie. Here you go. What's that? Oh, you're inside. So, oh, you're inside. Like Brightburn's all like, hey, why don't you try and do what you say you do and, you know, save humanity? He goes, all right. And he goes, save humanity. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't spit on the glass. Oh. He just saves humanity instead. That millionaire is really nice. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'm going to run for president and Brightburn <laughs> votes for him. Oh, God. <laughs> He's just running, mate. He's his VP. No, he won't, because there'll be enemies. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because you'll um, the premise. See, I give this I give this a Meryl Streep. It's not like the best it could Enchantress be. Enchantress would be his vice president. It's so close to being something that I think everyone could enjoy, if, if you enjoy this particular so genre. Life but... Squad would be his, his frigging <sighs> court. Just... Anyway, anyway, Ant, your next review... <laughs> There's Will Smith again. They're making a sequel to Suicide Squad. That's happening. No, no. James Gunn. James Gunn's directing it in 10 years when they feel like it. All right, what's our review for my second review? I don't know. Go for it. Fuck's sake. Um, Agretzko, season two. It's more Agretzko. Okay. Yeah, it's more, good. More uh, Little Panda. Red Panda, yeah. She's, so there's like the series, it's not really split in half, but there's like... There's like two main arcs. There's one arc where she's got this new starter at her work and he's he basically takes any attempt to tell him what to do or anything that he doesn't like, he takes really seriously and he starts writing creepy emails to her. So like, I expect you to reply back to me soon about what you meant by saying that I can't answer the phone and all this sort of stuff. And everyone who tries to talk to him gets the same sort of weird emails. He takes everything wrong. Yeah. Um, and they eventually, they figure that out. That's the first half of the series. And there's this whole thing going on where her mum's trying to set her up with her uh, someone to marry and she's he's like showing her photoshopped she's like here's someone you can marry he's a prospective boyfriend and stuff we'll arrange for you to meet and it's like photoshopped she's like touched him up and <laughs> made him look more handsome than they really are which I thought was going to end up paying off with basically her showing her one all photoshopped and then she'd go to meet him and he'd be the intern guy yeah. that they brought in but now instead she starts trying to learn to drive because her mum for some reason is totally okay with her learning to drive and she'll hold off the boyfriend thing if she learns to drive because her mum's like, well, your dad's getting old and infirm. We might need someone to drive us to the hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, basically, it's, she's thinking about herself. It's a yeah. benefit for her. Trying to, trying to just make yeah. her life a little bit easier. And while she's there, she meets like a guy who's just like, he's a complete slacker. And she thinks he's jobless and all this sort of stuff. And it gradually turns out he's a billionaire who's making some advanced AI that they're going to be using at the company she works for and stuff. And she starts dating him and all that. And it's like, oh, but the kink in the works comes in and stuff. And there's all sorts of... Things and the whole series is about her trying to figure out whether or not she, how important being married and having kids is to her. Because that was a whole thing in the first series that that's what she wants from life to be married and have kids. Yeah, she wants to. She thinks that's the way you grow up, and it's like her whole thing is that to be an honourable person in the modern day, you have a job, you have it all, you have husband, job, kids, all this sort of stuff, a career, and all that. Yeah, and that was the whole thing. And this series is like testing that whether she wants it. Because she's literally like dating a billionaire guy, and you know, not bad. Yeah, but um, yeah, there's there's a little less hyder going on in this series. The hyena buddy of hers, who who's in love with her, but he can't. Is that a shame or is that good? Well, he she's just not interested in him. No, I mean, I, not that aspect of it. I mean, like the actual no, them mean, not being around is that bad? But they're in it. They're just not as they don't have as much going on as they did in the previous series. Oh, okay, but he has his nice little moments, like yeah. when the intern's not listening to her at all. When she tries to get him to do a job and Heidi just walks along, picks up the papers and shoves them down his desk and says, do these. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, it's a it's just a really more good Agaretsko stuff. Less of a death metal screaming. She seems to have her life under control a little bit and uses the death metal screaming as a way to vent when things aren't going right. That's, that's rather than it being a constant build up every episode towards. And then finally, uh, her venting. relieving herself by venting after work. Yeah, going to the karaoke bar. Um, yeah, that was the whole premise of the original, wasn't yeah. it? Just the karaoke bar. Yeah, it was them going it. back there every episode. But um, yeah, I love this stuff. It's like it's probably one of the best animes that's on right now because it's just like so blatantly down to earth and to the point. It's kind and of it, filled with joy as well, isn't it's it? It's fun. It's Sanrio, isn't it? Yeah. She needs to have a crossover of Hello Kitty and they need to get Hello Kitty to say ass. I want Hello Kitty to swear. She would swear. I reckon she'd swear. Fair enough. Yeah, Hello Kitty's disgusting. She sells vibrators, for God's sake. Does yeah. she? Not vibrators. Massage tools. Oh, well, your massage tools are fine. Yeah. But um, no, it's this good series. I like, I like Hagaretsuko. You have to watch the Christmas special for this one as well. Because it does like tie in, continue where the Christmas special left off. Okay. And all that. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the episode where they um, they set up, they especially having an event for the a company, you know, a uh, company's community building event where they're inviting their family along and they've got all, everyone, every department's meant to have its own stall and everyone just did a Tonkatsu ramen stall. <laughs> just throw some ramen on it yeah and Agarets goes terrible at it and one of the others manages to convince the intern to help out and that's when he breaks out of his shell and starts not being weird but when he makes the ramen he like friggin starts rapping and he sounds a bit like the guy from uh, that band that did the theme tune to Gact Gantz rather um, which was the theme tune to Slime what was the theme tune to Gantz I can never remember anime theme tunes well it's like dan 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 Yeah! That one. It was a rap song. You're knocking my stuff over now. I don't know how that happened. But it was a rap song. It was called Super Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I like them. I like Rip Slime. <laughs> you can't rap that because it's all Japanese. It's all crazy. But he's like doing rap as he's doing the ramen. You got Japanese songs. Which is pretty cool. And one of them, Agaretsko gets to sing a proper song in one episode. Aww. She has like this big old musical number she sings. What? And it's not like all metal. She's my like, because she's happy for once. Yeah. But um, yeah. Desire. Good. It's really good stuff. 10 episodes, only 15 minutes an episode. That's nice and easy oh. and manageable. I am so bored of shows being on too long. I just, I want a nice. I want stories to be over quickly and I can just watch them and then move on to something else when I'm well, ready. I want a Sega Saturn, but we can't all get what we want. Can I've we? got a Sega Saturn. Do you? Yeah, of course I've got a Sega Saturn. How good is it? Well, it's a Sega Saturn. It's, it's as good as a Sega Saturn is. Do you have. Never mind, we'll talk about this after the podcast. Wait, no. I don't have anything good on it. I had to sell it all. Oh. Uh, what was the Resident Evil clone on there? I don't know. underwater. Oh, there was the... Yeah, there's a... Um, wherever it was. Submerged. It's, I can't remember. It was rubbish. Yeah. Oh, what? No. Yeah. I bet it was great. I've got Duke Nukem 3D on it. What? Yeah. I'll tell you what I want. <laughs> and I've got Fighting... Is it Fighting Vipers? Yeah, it is. No, I've got Last Bronx. Not Fighting yeah. Vipers. Fighting Vipers is the uh, sexy the one. one from Black Mirror. No. Fighting Vipers is... Striking Vipers is the sexy one yeah. from Black Mirror. Fighting Vipers was a Sega game. But anyway, Magaretsko, it's fun. And you can watch it in three hours, which is what all TV shows should be. I you say you can watch it in 3D, and I was like, I'm there! It's the thing, see, I grew up watching nice six-episode series of Red Dwarf and stuff. You could get through that in three hours, and you'd be done. You don't have to fanny around. You have to watch 26 episodes of something, 45 minutes of time, and put aside an entire day, at least, to watch something. 
Like me and uh, like me and Stranger Things. No, it's too long. That's why. Look how big he is. You're not meant to have them. Well, you know. Anyway, you review something. Your he's around a collar. Last review? I don't know. No, it's my Fourth, third review. Third review. I'm not going to review my squirrel because I love him. It's my best buddy. Not I say he's not my best buddy. Stan's my best buddy. Then squirrel. Then lady Stan. Um, okay, so my third review this week is going to be Child's Play. Woo! Uh, Child's Play. Okay, so, and what do you think about, what do you know about Child's Play? What is, you know, Child's the Play 1970s film, Child's Play. 1970s. I think you'll find 1982, my friend. You're going to do this? You're going to do this? Yeah? I guarantee there's 1970s. a film called Child's Play. From 1979, I think it was. Okay, and is it the Child's Play series with Charles Lee Ray, the possessed doll, or is it a different Child's Play? I'm telling you, there's a Child's Play film. Okay, all right, 1972, Sorry. starring okay. James Mason and Robert Preston. Okay, what's the story of this? Uh, an executive boys school, an exclusive boys school, a new gym teacher is drawn to a feud between two older instructors, and he discovers that everything at the school is not quite as stayed tranquil and harmless as it seems. It's about paedophilia. I mean, there's stuff going on, but there's that's a film called Child's Play from 1972 that everyone forgets exists. Bo Bridges is in it. He's molested. Probably. I mean, he was probably... Actually, no, he wouldn't have been a child back then. Paul O'Keefe. There's like loads of people. But, um, right, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Directed by Sidney Lumet. Oh. Yeah, he should have tried harder. Holy shit. Really, to be honest. Like, um, okay. They right. gave him an Oscar eventually. He still kept making films. Like, yeah. Never mind. We're not talking about that child's play. We're talking about the films that involve Charles Lee Ray, a man who was on the run from the police, shot fatally, who, using a voodoo voodoo curse or voodoo ritual, projected his spirit into the into a body of a dog. Yeah, but aren't you talking about the new film? No, we are talking about the new film, but I quickly have to set this up, because I no, watched all the old films to get ready for the new Why? film. Because Don Mancini is still making films. He's making this series. There is a new one coming out. It's on its way, I think. It's unless out. the rights are completely gone. No, that's Curse of Chucky. There's another one, After Cult of Chucky. Well, the Charles Play film just came out. Yeah, there's. Yeah, but we're talking... Look, I know this is confusing. There are two series of Charles Play films now running in conjunction with each other. Not in conjunction, actually. Neither of them are related to each other. So you've got the Charles Lee Ray Possessed Doll original and now you've got this new timeline that has no possession and is weird. So... Let's talk about that one. I'm gonna fucking talk about it, eh? Stop going about Jesus. old films. The reason I'm talking about the older films is I'm gonna say... Stop going that- about old Sidney Lumet films. No oh, remembers. God. Listen. Charles Lee Ray isn't in the new one. Brad Dorif doesn't voice Chucky anymore. It's now Mark Hamill. Oh. And it's kind of weird. That's okay. <coughs> okay, so the new Child's Play, um, the setup is that the Child's Play, the, the buddy dolls are AI-powered dolls that learn from people, a bit like Furbies, but they can walk around, and also they have Alexa built into them, so they can essentially talk to all of your items that are all relating to each other. That's a recipe for disaster. Exactly. So there's a pissed-off Taiwanese worker who's building these things, and he gets fired, and as he's leaving, he... Slams on a keyboard and reprograms the Chucky to remove all of its prohibitors. So it can now hurt people and do other shit. Can it get boners like the original Chucky can? No. It's not anatomically correct. Oh. I know, right? 
so disappointed. Bride of Chucky is one of the greatest films of all time. It's terrible. Shut the Bride fuck of up. Ch- Bride of Chucky is fantastic. No, it's fucking terrible. Shut up. That film's perfect. Child's Play 1, 2 and 3 are all great. And then you've got Bride of Chucky and it's kind of dog shit. No, Bride of Chucky is perfect. Kids today. Anyway. So, the new one, um, it's weird. It is It is weird. Because one of the things that everybody knows about Child's Play is the personality of Chucky. He's kind of become like an icon now mm. of horror. And to remove that personality, to make it so it's just a doll that learns, it's not really, it's not got any quips, it's not got any real motivation for for doing what it's doing. It's just sort of shitty programming's gone wrong, and that that just it makes it less interesting. Also, the boy's been aged up, so you know, like in the original, the kid's like yes, seven or eight. Fuck. Yeah, well, this kid's like thirteen, fourteen, so he's bigger than the doll. Mm. Back in the day, it was kind of scary because the kid was almost the same size as the doll. And that meant that they didn't have to buy a stunt man to come and put the Chucky costume and run around in the background. They'd probably get the kid to do it. The um, original film's a different sort of horror, though. It is. It's a yeah. The original film spends half the film trying to convince you that it's the kid who's yeah doing the murder. In this, they he does all of, that weird setup at the start, and then yeah. you're like, that couldn't have worked. In this, the first kill, you know it's him. Hmm. He it's made clear that it's him, and also there's a really weird little shtick in which the kid can enter an app for the doll and see what the doll sees. So he can tell when someone's about to die and does his best to go and stop it from happening. Um, and, like, the film's gory. It has some good parts. There's some fun setups. But then there's also some nonsensical shit that's just there. It's not quite as fun as the original. And uh, Aubrey Plaza is kind of wasted. She just plays, like, this person who got very young, uh, got pregnant when she was very young, had the kid. She loves the kid. She gives him the doll. She treats it like it's like a kitschy, sort of like weird, like, oh, I know it's lame, but here you go. Here's this doll and I hope you enjoy it. The kid gets it working, gets it running, and he's like, oh, hey, Chucky, and all this other shit. Um, and then the murdery stuff happens, but it's just, it's all, it's all, you just, you're watching it and you're just like, there's no motivation. There's no reason for him to be murdering these people. Like in the original, he murdered people that found out a secret that the doll was alive. And, like, the reason he didn't murder Andy is that he wanted to take over Andy's body. In this, he doesn't murder Andy because Andy's his owner. Yeah. And, like, he has the app. Like, okay, great. But when you've removed all those, when you've removed all the rules, once you've made it so the doll has no inhibitions, what's the point? The doll likes Andy. Best well, yeah. friends. Um, there's there's a really nice end to it. It's um it's got like a good climax in which he takes over the shop and all the dolls start fucking um, attacking and he's using all these drones and shit. But mostly the best thing about this is the setup for the sequel in which it sort of zooms out on a wall of Chucky 2.0 dolls and they all start showing signs that they're malfunctioning. Oh no! And you're like you're sort of in your head you're like oh I'd love to see an army of Chucky. you know a bit like iRobot but they're all like two foot tall. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Fine. Show me that. World War Chucky. Yeah, but um, but it sort of fails. It doesn't really make sense. If you're a fan of the series and you've been keeping up, I'm guessing those are the people this is like aimed at. Yeah, but you've already said you don't like Bride of Chucky, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is sort of aimed at the people that the people that know the concept, know the franchise, but it doesn't cater to anything that they like from the franchise. Doesn't matter because all people know is the doll. Yeah. I don't think that is true. I think that people know it's Chucky. Like, they know it's Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, no. You'd no. be amazed how little people know. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Andy's still the name of the kid. And, you know, like, the relationship relationship's still there in part. And there is a great scene involving a head. Uh, Chucky kills a guy. 
chops his head off and the kids have to dispose of it. Mm. And so the only way they can think to dispose of it is they wrap it in wrapping paper and they try and take it away. But one of their neighbours catches them as they're taking it out to the bin. And she's like, oh, thank you, kids. And they're like, oh, no, that's not... Pre- oh, okay, that's yours now. And then it's like put on a shelf and it turns out that's the mother of a cop in the area. And so he goes over for dinner and she's like, Andy bought me this lovely gift. And Andy's like, just fucking whatever, lady. And it's, uh, yeah, it's the head of uh, head of his mum's boyfriend. He turns out he has a family and Chucky chops his head off. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. There's some convoluted shit in which Chucky changes hands. It goes to another kid. And Andy has to steal his phone. But that's just, doesn't make any sense. No point in it. Like, ugh. But yeah. You know, if you're interested in horror, it's worth checking out. But it's really, there's not much going on here. And it's kind of a shame they've wasted the license because they could have done something. Just bring back Brad Dorf. Just remake the first one. Nah, it's boring. Do new stuff. Do new stuff? Yeah. Put Chucky inside of an AI, like have him possess an AI doll then. Have it so it's glitching out so it doesn't accept his soul as programming. So every so often he is just a doll. And then like it flicks back in and he's like, oh, fuck, thank God. I'm I'm me again. Oh, I have. Brad Dorf put his soul in, I don't know, an iPad. He's just in an iPad. <laughs> just in an it's iPad. not even a good one. It's like the first generation iPad. It like, can't hold a knife or anything. No. It's like, Andy, throw me at someone. Andy, I need you to kill these people for me. <laughs> Andy, come on, please. Please kill a person. Hmm. I can't even download myself. It's not enough memory. Yeah, bloody 32-bit system. It wouldn't work. <laughs> 64-bit now. Um, but yeah, like, it's... It's not terrible, but it's not great. It's not really for anyone. It's not for the audience that you'd think it'd be for. It's probably for people who want to watch a horror film. But it's not really a horror film. It's they don't a care if it's a child's play or anything. No? They don't care. No. You don't think so? No. I think this is like banking on people caring and knowing. They make these horror films for like 20 quid, and then they just need a couple of people to go see it. Yeah. And then make the budget bank. They don't spend money on horror films. That's why Guillermo del Toro never gets to make his films because he always wants to make some horror film and no one wants to spend money making his budget horror f- horror films. He'll one day remake Monster Squad. No. It'll be like El Monster Squad. No, if he remakes anything, he'll be remaking friggin' weird Good Mexican <gasps> films that you, you never You mean like Santos? Of. Santos isn't a horror film. Santos versus the vampires. It's friggin', that's a wrestling film. Santos versus the lady vampires. You want to watch the one where he's the friggin' cop what is yeah. Santos is a cop film there's loads of, Santos the, there's a whole series of films and he's like a cop and a sheriff and stuff still with his wrestling mask on I was going to say if the wrestling mask is staying in place I'm watching yeah he's not going to take his mask off oh, I, I, his face. I give this uh, bring shame on his family I give this a Steve, uh, no Sylvester Stallone Stephen Aoki no I give this a Sylvester Stallone um, it, it deserves 50% of your attention if uh, at very best I mean, it's a good background film if you like these sort of things, but it's not really. It's not enough here to keep anyone's attention for an hour and a half. Well, probably shouldn't have gone to see it. Well, you know, Odin Unlimited, I can see whatever I want as many times as I want. Dad! Your review, man. You could have gone to see Midsummer or something. Uh, Midsummer wasn't out at the time. Yeah. I saw Brightburn and I saw this in the same week, and then the week after Midsummer came out, and that was the same week that... Um, you could have gone to see <gasps> A Dog's Tale. I just realised I saw Toy Story 4 and I could have reviewed that. Yeah, you could have reviewed that. Well, that's what you get when you let your heart win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got a friend in me. What's Paramore? You, you got a friend in me. Kids today don't know Paramore. I'm Randy Newman. 
I'm getting old, I won't be back for Toy Story 5. Tom Hanks is leaving this franchise too, cause you got a friend in me. Do, 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 do. Some people say that Tim Allen's a racist. <laughs> He's definitely a conservative too, but... He plays Buzz Lightyear, so you're gonna love him no matter he do. Here's Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> and as the years go by, uh, this racism will never die. What's his best film, Santa Claus or Galaxy Quest? Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Santa film. Claus is dog shit. What? What about it? Santa Claus 3, the one with um, Martin <laughs> Short? Martin Short is Jack also Frost. definitely a pervert, isn't he? Nah, Martin Short's just... Um, what's Weird. that film where you pretend he's a kid? Oh, Jack Stewie. or something. Glick. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. He plays a little kid. Yeah. And it's, Jack's um, the one with Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. Which was directed by Martin Scorsese. No, wasn't it? It was Francis Ford Coppola, wasn't it? <laughs> That's worse! I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was Francis Ford Coppola. Was it Francis Ford Coppola? Yeah, Coppola hasn't made a good film in, like, friggin' so 40 years. so fucking bad, isn't like, it? That's so disappointing. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Um, Jack... No, God, how many films have Jack in the top actors? Oh, my God. I'm sure it's Francis Ford Coppola. It's someone who really should have known better. Yeah. If it's not him, it's Brian De Palma or some shit like that. That'd fucking surprise me. That'd be disappointing, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah Brian so. De Palma's made some all right films in the last 20 years. But he's, he's still got it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, how many films back Robin Williams is in a lot of films, dude. Yeah. Why didn't you put Robin Williams Jack? Because IMDb doesn't like that. It's the search thing on IMDb is the worst thing. Oh, you're almost there in terms of like chronology. It's going all over the place. There you go. Jack. His character was called Jack Powell. Yeah. Simple Jack. Francis Ford Coppola. Fuck yeah. That's fucking disappointing. It's not when you look at what Francis Ford Coppola has made since, like, I mean, did anyone see Twixt? Yeah, I saw Twixt. (sighs) Yeah, there you go. Bram, Bram Stoker's Dracula is legitimately the last good film he made. Twix wasn't too bad. It was just weird. It was Eddie Fanning and... Youth without youth. It was Eddie Fanning and... Um, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. Yeah. He did a version of it. We were watching it in cinema and he was editing it live. Really? Where it was just basically switching scenes out as it went oh, along. and God, stuff. Captain... Oh, yeah, God, yeah. He directed Captain EO, didn't he? The Michael Jackson... I went on that. Oh, yeah. I went on that. The... Um, simulator thing where you mm. shoot the screen and Captain EO does a dance number it costs like five quid to have a go on it lasted like 25 minutes it was like a whole movie yeah and it has um, do you know that Doug Benson's in the dance crew in that Danny Don Jules is in Little Shop of Horrors you know Cat from Red Dwarf yeah he's what, one of the dancers really yeah he's one of the dancers in the studio. Little Shop Little Shop of Horrors Little Shop Little Shop of Horrors there, are you done with yeah. Charles Play? Can we talk about Heart and Souls for a second? Just for what? a second. Han Solo from... Heart and Souls. No one's seen this film. It's Robert Downey Jr. and it has... Never seen it. It has so many good seen people. Air America. Air America was before this. So mm. Heart and Souls is the story of a little boy who has what he believes are four, four um, uh, imaginary friends. They're actually the spirits of four people that have died at the moment that he was born. And so they basically have to do stuff to earn their passage Spoiler into heaven. And Ghost Dad. Yeah, kind of like Ghost Dad. Um, but Robert Downey Jr. is so bloody charming. And all the characters... It's a really good film, guys. 
No one's seen it. It's I have it on DVD. When did it come out? Pardon? When did it come out? 1992. Joe, I saw from 1992. That's a classic. What? The uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use. It's a great film. But we're talking about Heart and Soul. Actually, that was 1990. It has Tom Sizemore in it. Um, Gleam in the Cube. It has Tom Sizemore in it. Mm. And it's also got... It's all Michael Keaton's dead. Gert Grunberg. Is it Jack Frost? Yeah, Jack Frost is the one where he's, got, where he's a ghost. And he tells his kid, hey, look, listen, what about, kid. What's the one with the, with the signals... Oh, 1993. Oh, you're frequency. Frequency, yeah. Isn't he dead hey, in the Dad, you're going to get killed by a serial killer. Yeah, but in the second, there's a sequel, isn't there? Charles Grodin. Yeah, there is, but Charles it's not. Charles Grodin. No, yeah. you don't want Charles Grodin. Well, why not? He's a paedophile. Is he? Yeah, is he the ginger guy? Charles Grodin? Yeah, the guy who's in uh, Howard the Duck. and uh, No, that's Jeffrey Jones, you fucking psychopath. Well, then, no, I'm sure Charles Grodin. No, from... Charles Grodin's the... Charles... Ferris Bueller guy? No, Charles Grodin's the grumpy guy from Beethoven. Oh yeah, yeah. Him, he's yeah. in Heart and Souls, and he's it, it's yeah. just a great fucking I saw film. Beethoven second in the cinema. I'm going to just give you a couple of people that are in the cast of Heart and Souls, and you tell me: Elizabeth Shue, BB King, David Paymer. Oh. It's got uh, David Paymer. He's the he's like the nerd in everything. Like he's a nerd in everything. Oh yeah, he was also in uh, he was in Night of the Creeps. Kira Sedgwick. Alfred Woodard. She was in. She's been in Alfred Woodward. Yeah, she was in Star Trek: First Contact. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's, she's in other stuff, but Star Trek First Contact. She made me cry when I was a kid. Yeah. Not anymore. But she's I'm pretty watching. young in that. She is. Was, um, Quite attractive. Um, all right, anyway. She's but, in Luke Cage. She is. And she was in Captain America in Civil War. She was. Playing she a different pack person. Yeah. Were you yeah. about to say something else then? She played a different person. What was the PA? Different person. <laughs> okay. I was going to say character, but I started saying character. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried you'd seem to win racist place then for a second. It's like episode 113, and suddenly the racism comes out. Alright, anyway. Fine. Gammons. About hard- Don't like him. Yeah, Gammons are fucking scumbags. Alright, anyway. Your review, man. Your last review. No, that was third. Stop trying to mess with me. I don't know what you're talking about. Bloodstain, Ritual of the Night. Played it, finished it, brought the t- I didn't get a t shirt, actually. Um. <laughs> See, I this is my I played this and it was like the first time <coughs> I'd got a go on it because I didn't have the backer demo or anything. Yeah, yeah. Which is the one everyone went, Oh, it looks ugly. I thought the backer demo looked fine. I was, yeah. it looked like what I thought it was gonna look like, budget E Castlevania thing. But now it looks a lot better. They've done a lot of lighting and work for the textures and some nice have effects they? here and there. You're playing the Switch version. <laughs> yeah. I mean I've got like water effects and shit going on and like like context lighting and all this sort of stuff. I should have just stuck with that de- that eight bit. You've got those no shadows on your version. I should have stuck with the eight bit version. Mm. <laughs> the kicked version. Just get on PS4. No, not paying. Actually, get on the Xbox One. That one's at 4K. I'm not paying for it yeah. again. Anyway, um, Bloodstain. I really liked it. I've enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, it's a proper old fashioned game in some places. It's it's got the big old map to explore and Castlevania and all this sort of stuff. Um, I mean, my main criticism that I would have with it is that there's not much to explore after you actually get the proper ending. Um, it's not like Symphony of the Night where it's entirely possible to not just finish the bottom castle, but the upside down castle and get the proper ending without exploring most of it. Like you could finish both of those and probably not even touch 100% mm. of the map. Um, there goes up to 200% in Symphony of the Night. This one's only got 100%, but by the time you've done it all, you've pretty much been everywhere. Um, like there's some areas where you only really go through once and you'll clear them 
in one go. Yeah. Um, but they're just like little spot areas that lead you out of the castle for a second before you come back to the castle. Um, well, cathedral? Is it cathedral? It's a castle. They call it castle, but it looks like a cathedral in some places. Yeah. From the know. outside, it does. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I'd really have a gripe. There's like little things here and there. It's been bugginess. I've had uh, one crash on it. Um, there's a bug where sometimes when you when an enemy drops an item, it lands on a bit of terrain and you can't pick it up. Like it has to land on a flat surface. If it if it lands on like a curve, a bit of higher up, you can't collect it. Apparently they're fixing that. I haven't had any of those problems, but yeah. I've had other problems. Yeah, well, you've got the Switch version. <laughs> um, I'm playing it in 4K on the PC and it's like running 60 frames per second fine on my old 1070, which yeah. is nice, considering it's got like lots of lighting effects and stuff. Um, some of the boss battles are really frigging like big scale fun mm. boss battles. Um, some of them are proper tricky. Like they remind me of old classic Castlevania ones where you have to dodge the attacks or you're fucked. Whereas yeah. some of them you can kind of cheese your way through them a little bit. Um, there is one boss battle really late in the game where if you've got a certain piece of armour that you have to find, you can cheese the shit out of the boss. Really? Yeah, it's there's like spikes on the ceiling, but you get a power later on that will let you basically run along the ceiling and an armour that makes the spikes do no damage to you. Oh. So you can just stand by his head and pound the shit out of his head. <laughs> um, I've had fun with the weapons. I've not really stuck to one type of weapon. Mostly A lot of sword stuff, but um, I quite like the whips on it. The whips... Hitboxes can be a bit funny, but yeah, they're pretty I've, big, aren't they? For the whip, yeah, this it's oddly precise when you have to hit the lanterns, though. Sometimes I yeah. find, um, I've and done I did, that as well, actually. Yeah, and doing some of the magic spells and stuff are quite fun. They've got some cool powers, and I like that you get familiars early on, which in a lot of those Castlevania type games, they don't tend to chuck the familiars in until a bit later. I'm about 10% in, mm. I haven't got one yet. Yeah, you get, you'll get a fairy, you'll, the fairy will be the first one you yeah. get. Um, I like how the magic system goes, where every enemy's got some sort of magic that comes with it. Yeah, and whether so it's offensive or defensive, you get other power-up stuff and things like that. One but, of the things I've noticed is you can... So there's a passive levelling system, so there's a grade. Yeah. And as you collect more and more, the grade goes up. Yeah. And then there's an active system where you have to collect certain bits to construct. You can boost up the powers and like yeah. make them stronger. Um, the stuff in the game where it talks about how you don't want to have too many shards because you'll get corrupted is nonsense. Hmm. Um, it's a plot device and you'll figure it out at the end but you don't need to worry about it it doesn't actually matter whether you sell those shards or not you can collect up as many as you want it'll oh. be fine um, it's worth collecting them up but they are handy if you want to make money because there's going to be loads you won't use I've, I basically played through the entire game other than using the key items you're meant to use as you get them hmm. um, using the arrow power where you launch like three arrows at once I've been using and the you... bats yeah bats yeah, it's handy there's a flame one as well which I quite like um but the arrow ones you get when you can fire three arrows out, you power that up and it's just like, pfft, just oh. you'll bombard every opponent with I've like, multiple hits. I've been using the flame shot and then arrows. Mm. I tried the bone and it, the bone was shit. Mm. And that water one's really crap. There's a bunch of different That's ones. Though. You've, got, you've got to experiment and play around with it. What's them. nice is that if you're ducking and you do one, it's different from if you're standing up. There's all sorts of good stuff. Yeah. But um, you should try the, the, um, fighting with the boots as well. I haven't tried that yet. I mm. did get... Um, I've seen that there's assassin boots with like blades in them yeah but you can do stuff like your sliding attacks have damage when you oh. they usually don't do one point of damage but when you're using when you're using boots as your weapon they'll do damage when you slide into people is it like a dark soul so if you're doing a slide does it give you vulnerability for a brief moment don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean I just slide I into things and kick them yeah. Um, but yeah and I found like a crazy I found a weapon that's like ridiculously strong um, I know there's going to be more powerful ones and some of the ones you can craft are really powerful but mm. I found this one hidden weapon, and I'm just like, this has been awesome. It's just been slashing through everything. Yeah. I haven't found anything on the level of the Chrysogrim from Symphony of the Night, the one that just basically 
decimates bosses in oh, half yeah. a second. The really silly one. Yeah. I love that one. I remember when I was playing through trying to finish that game on YouTube, I, did, I was going to do a video. I did a video, mm. just a complete playthrough in one go. And I was like, this bit's going to be the part that makes my video file get even bigger. And I got the crystal grip in like five go hits. It like went into the room, killed the bad guy about five times and the crystal grip drops. And usually it takes like up to 200. <laughs> I've been times where I've spent like an hour waiting for that to drop. And I went, oh, got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you just run through the level going, ah! <laughs> um, I love Symphony of the Night. It's a great game. I would say Symphony Night's still the better game, but this is the best Metroid-y thing I've played for a bit. Like, My problem is... I've been playing a lot of them recently, though. Yeah. Like, Hollow Knight is really good. That was a fantastic game. I was going to say, like, I've played mostly these style games. Like, I'm... Currently, I'm going through... So, I've completed the Game Boy ones. Two of the Game Boy ones. I haven't completed the third one yet. I completed um, the original Castlevania and Dracula's Curse recently. And now I'm on um, Bloodlines, and I'm going to do Castlevania 4 and Rondo of Blood. I finished Symphony of the Night recently. Not Symphony of the Night, it's um, Super Castlevania 4. Yeah. Freaking kick that bitch's ass. I'm going to replay that on the um, 2DS. Uh, but the ones that I'm looking... 2DS. Lo- yeah, the ones I'm looking at Get now... collection on PS4s. Which... I was thinking about it, but I don't really have the money right now. So I was like, if I get on the 2DS, it's fine. I can play on the plane. Kids, um, But the DS ones, they're still a mystery to me. I'm thinking about going through the DS ones again. But yeah, this has been this has been fine on the Switch. Like yeah. other than the technical you issues, ten minutes of it. What? <laughs> You've already... no, I've ten percent. I've completed ten percent. I've restarted it twice. So I've had to do the first section twice. So I've had to beat that same boss twice, and then it, I had the issue where it kept crashing because I was reading journal entries on the Switch. So I stopped reading mm. those. Yeah, you're thirty frames per second with your input it's lag. It's fine. It's fine. Like it's still playable. <laughs> no, it's really consistent. Thirty frames per second, apparently. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I know there's a couple of places where the frame rate dips on PS4 and stuff, apparently. But It's, it's super playable. It's just I wish that I didn't have the technical glitches, like stuff like the journal entries. Because you don't... I didn't realise they were journal entries because they weren't opening. Yeah. I thought there were items in bookcases that you needed. No, they're um, they're not all journal entries. Some of them tell you how to do magic spells, and yeah. some of them are um, information for alchemy or something. Yeah. Like that. But it kept crashing, so I was just like, well, fuck it, then, fine. I think there's the one gripe I have is that there aren't enough save areas in the first part. Oh, you will be fine after a while. Yeah. yeah. There's not like many in, early on. In the first part, there's two I've found mm. right now. And then there's it's a the third. transport rooms you want to get to. There's two transport rooms, there's two save rooms, um, and that's it right now. And it's just a bit, it feels a bit. Get um, good. Feels a bit like they haven't really plotted those as well because no, be, they'll be all over the place after a bit. Yeah, you'll have no troubles with them. They'll oh, cool. Be, yeah, and when you find the hairdresser as well, that's a handy one. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking to complete. It. I think that right now, I, I, I'm having a little bit of trouble getting enthusiastic about it when I do sit down to play it, just because it's been so fucked when it comes to the technical side of things. But I'm sure that'll be patched. Keep buying out. the Switch versions of games. Well, look, like your Mortal Kombat 11. When that was like, fine. Was that five ten p? It's fine. That was actually fine. Pixel Minecraft hair. Look, right. <laughs> if any other console was consistently releasing first-party games that were as good as the Switch, I wouldn't buy Switch games because mm. it wouldn't be as convenient. But I've got good Switch games. I need to review Mario Maker. Yeah, that's what your next review is going to be. I assume. Spider Man. Oh shit! What about st- you? Got Stranger Things that you went and binge watched? Well, if I do Spider Man, and then you do Mario Maker and Stranger Things, we can do next time. Yeah, because you don't want to spoil Stranger Things. Well, yeah, it gives you a chance to watch it. Fine. All right, so Bloodstained, Switch. It's like only a 6 out of 10. I don't really have a, I don't really have more of an idea of it yet um, because I haven't played it enough and I, I would assign an actor to it, but 
you can't really do that when you haven't played the game enough. Yeah, finish the game. I'm going to finish the game. But but you, your review is the important part of this one, actually. Yeah, I've always finished the I'm at 99.70% done. Yeah. And would you recommend people buy it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Not on Switch. No. Yeah, I would not recommend it version. on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, you always got input lag, so you're probably not even feeling the the game the way it's supposed to feel. Like a fine wine. Yeah, apparently they're, they're sorting that out, though. It's it's not actually that bad. I play it mostly in You probably won't mode. notice, though, until you play it on, like, another version. Yeah, you're right. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like if you go from a 60 hertz game to a PAL game yeah. on Mega Drive. Like, when I play Rocket Knight Adventures now, and it feels so outdated because I got used to the 60 hertz emulation of it, and I'm playing, like, the PAL version on my Mega Drive, and I'm like, this is... Slow. This is painful. Yeah. Well, that frigging Metal Slug collection on PS4, the one that's the PS2 port, and the PS2 version oh, had yeah. lag, plus they've put the 50 hertz version on the PS4, so it's just like lag on lag. It's not good, Sony. It's one of the ones they didn't bother updating, 60 hertz like the others. Twats. Anyway, um, you review something. I don't know what you review. Oh, yeah, it's my review now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to review Spider-Man Far From Home. So Spider-Man Far From Home came out. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Far From Home. Um, It's good. It's a film about Spider-Man that takes him out of New York yet again. Um, He's out of his comfort area. He's out of his comfort zone, isn't he? Just as he's dealing with all sorts of... Feelings. Stuff. Um, so anyway, I'm going to talk about what I like about Spider-Man Far From Home without spoiling it, mm. and I'm going to then pass it over to you, Ag, because you want to review this as well. Oh, I don't care. I'm going to talk first about the humour of Spider-Man Far From Home, because fuck was this a funny movie. I like... Really fucking funny. I like when they went to the Netherlands really and everyone was wearing fuck- lederhosen. Really fucking funny. <laughs> it was stupidly funny. Yeah. I have... There's a few standout moments for, for me. For a film that doesn't have many fart jokes. It's fucking I mean, hilarious. I laughed every time Mysterio flew around with his green I, fart clouds. My, I have I have three standout moments. Hmm. Uh, the first is the in memoriam to I... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. To, <laughs> I will always love you. But, yeah, but it's got all those images and it goes to the low-res JPEG of like, vision. <laughs> fucking, with the fucking... The images. On it, yeah. yeah. Um, that was one of my favourites. My yeah. second favourite was Martin Starr... Um, saying, my wife pretended to get blipped. <laughs> we had a funeral for her and everything. Turns out she just didn't want to be married the, anymore. The, the gay relationship between him and the other teacher. Like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the idea that his wife got blipped and then he, she disappeared. And then also the invitation oh, to watch a video of the funeral we held for her. Yeah. That was pretty great. Um, and then my third favourite is I love ACDC. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it, Led Zeppelin. No, I love Led Zeppelin, yeah. Um, and what a nice little callback. Um, but yeah, like, so this is the story of Peter Parker. He's just come back from, well, oblivion, I guess. It's been five years since he since he disappeared with everyone mm. else in the snap. He's come back at the end of Endgame. Spoiler, sorry, for Endgame. Um, and it's not set in the future. They've been 2019, for fuck's sake. Learn your timelines. All right, uh, Infinity uh, War started in 2014. So he he's now so he's he's now um, he's now back in school and because of all the stress of the blip and everything else and the people coming back there's a great great scene where um, there's a basketball game going on mm. and the marching band have obviously been pla- practicing when they blipped mm. and then when they all come back he'll just start playing in the middle of a basketball game and he shits himself. <laughs> um, yeah, um, there's been a few answers from characters as to what happened when they came back. Aunt May she. 
she appeared back in her apartment and there was another family moved in. They were very surprised that she was suddenly in her house again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all in all, it's... It, you know, I love that they show that, that she's got a new apartment and everything that they're moving into and all this. Yeah. And you don't know where it is. Like, it not, it's not mentioned until post credit scene. You see that, oh, we're going there now. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he hasn't really been there. Like, no. in the previous film, it was... New York adjacent. It yeah. was like the smaller areas and he never really yeah. went up to the skyscrapers. He was always down low yeah. in amongst the cars. But um, yeah, this year yeah. he's there. Spider wank, spider yeah. wank. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Because uh, the blip was so, so stressful, Peter's class, which is also the kids that didn't blip but just aged normally, they're all going on a science trip around. Conveniently, all his best, all the people who are yeah. important to him. Got- um, they're going around Europe. I hope every single film has a different term. For what happened to him. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that blip is such a naturally... It's just, yeah, all right, the snap's gone, it's the blip. Yeah. The blip's just a bit more fun, a bit more yeah. stupid. Um, but they don't know about the snap. They just no. know they died and came back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's now 16. They're going on a trip around Europe, and he has decided that he's going to tell MJ that he has feelings for her, uh, despite the previous love interest being Michael Keaton's daughter in Homecoming. Uh, that was five years ago. Country. It's five years ago. It's gone now. Um <laughs> So yeah, so now he's he's interested in MJ and he's got like a perfect plan that he's formulated as to how he's going to tell her and it's very sweet. Um, but uh, as stuff is ought to do when you're a superhero, he is dragged back into the game whilst they travel around mm. and he meets the mysterious Mysterio, named by MJ, oddly enough, which is great. Mm. Um, and uh, and yeah, he learns that, you know... No, one of the others, they say Mysterio on the TV... And, and then she's think, the one who goes, Mysterio just means mystery. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like Ray Mysterio, who's yeah. mystery man. Uh, but um, but yeah, so uh, he meets Mysterio and there are elementals that he must defeat before they destroy the world mm. and, and Mysterio's from another dimension and, and blah, 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 blah. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking great. It's really fucking good. I Like, this is the problem I have with... I was expecting this to be like a bit of a wet fart because Endgame was so massive and there were so many crowd pleasing moments. I think, like, I I told you that my cinema like was quite audible when it came to certain scenes of Captain Marvel. And what I didn't say was the fact that when when Iron Man gets not Iron Man when Captain America grabbed Thor's hammer, yeah, and he had it in his hand, there were a bunch of kids that went, "Yay!" <laughs> I love that bit. It was amazing. That whole last part of Endgame is just a series of like nerd gasms. Yeah, like. it's, it's a series of exactly what you want to see in that fight because yeah, that's as good as we can get on the screen. They couldn't be on the chessboard in space with Adam Warlock like vying for control of the glove mentally. Instead, they had to do something that was on on that. And it just worked so well. They really fucking thought about it. And I thought that this was going to be like, I was just not going to be interested. But there is one scene um, that I'm not going to spoil, but there's one scene that involves a zombified Tony Stark in a construction site. It is probably one of my favourite MCU moments. Yeah, we get a little Marvel Zombies moment. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. not the zombie, just the whole scene around. There's about five oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. minutes of that. And it's pure 90s Spider-Man cartoon. I never thought I'd live to see that shit done on a film like I was yeah. expecting this is I say this every fucking time there's a Marvel film I'm always like when I was a kid I saw this I never expected to see it and then they fucking make it in the next movie and I'm like right great it's like since I feel like since Doctor Strange they've let the directors have a bit more of yeah. a just have, go a bit more crazy with them just go mad I mean, yeah. I think there's some really nice little set pieces Venice with the water elemental where he's mm. got the bell tower and he's trying to hold the bell tower up to stop it from landing on people mm. and the way he does that is he just drives himself into the corner of it <laughs> he just smacks his yeah. head into the bell yeah, twice just fucking 
there are some really nice little bits and pieces mm. there. And and all in all, I'm I'm a massive fan of the franchise. I just wish that, that Sony logo wasn't at the beginning of the film. That's fine. Because every time it's there, I think Venom's coming. So far, Sony have made five good Spider-Man films. Name them. One, two, Spider-Man Homecoming, Into the Spider-Verse, and yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man 3. This is the third <laughs> Spider-Man 2 movie we've had. I know, yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. In 15 years, this is the third Yeah, in 15 two. years, but fourth, because there was the two 1970s made-for-TV movies. No, in the 15 years. So if we say yeah. in the 15 years, since Spider-Man has been like a massive property since... 19 years. First Spider-Man was 2002. Years. 17 years. 17 years. I thought it was 2001. The first Spider-Man movie came out before this no, universe's no. Peter Parker was born. Well, no, actually, no, he would have been just born. So this film was yeah. filmed and finished in 2001. He would have been born in 1998 cause he's 16 in... Yeah. Or 15, 16 in... Yeah. 2014. Yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hard to go into it without spoilers, so we're not going to go into spoilers, but Mysterio, if anyone knows the backstory of that character, it's interesting turns he takes. I still can't believe people were buying into stuff in that trailer. What do you mean? In the trailer, I was going, oh, oh yeah, you're going to be introducing yeah, yeah. No, all this. I, knew that. No, I, I think we both knew that wasn't going to fucking be the case. Quentin Beck lies. Oh, the That's ending. his superpower. Like, I would say that, I would say the ending to this has one of the best turnarounds of any film mm. as well in the MCU. It's got a nice little like, boop. It's like, it's like, you think you know what's happening, you think yeah. you can see what's happening and then it just flips switch. I've seen some weird stuff where people aren't understanding <coughs> Peter Parker's spider sense. Because it's never been established in the Marvel Universe he has Spider-Sense. It's like he gets twatted about a lot in the first film. Yeah. And the closest thing we've had to Spider-Sense is that bit in Infinity War where his arm hairs went yeah, up. Yeah. And then he went, oh, shit. Um, and this one, it's like he's stressed, he's freaked out because he just came back to life after being dead on an alien planet. Yeah, His mentor's gone and all this sort of stuff. And that's why this Spider-Sense thing that he was only just starting to figure out mm. isn't working. And that's consistent with Spider-Man stuff. Is Spider-Man's powers will fuck up on him when his brain isn't working. Oh right. yeah, because he's. It, it like was the whole point of Spider-Man too. Yeah. Like, um, but like I've seen loads of people not understanding it. Why his Peter Tingle isn't working? We're talking about focus. Like in the yeah. in the comics, he loses it like really yeah. often. Like if he's hurt severely, then he loses it, and it's mm. not it's not something that saves him from everything. Like he's got increased reflexes, strength, and speed. But if he doesn't pay attention to it, then he'll get hit. Hmm. And he he can be tricked. It think, can be fooled. Spider-Man's weakness, he doesn't have like he doesn't have a weakness like a lot of superheroes have. He his weakness is what's going on in his life outside of being Spider-Man. It's like how shit his life is going is going to mess him up and put him off his game and all this sort of stuff. Hmm. And yeah, but they got that in this film. And it was all about him just not so much trying to rise up to be the next Iron Man, but to be the first Spider-Man. To, paraphrase Shawn Michael talking to Chris Jericho um, before WrestleMania 19. Yeah. <laughs> Don't try to be the next Shawn Michaels, be the first Chris Jericho. Um, she already was by then, been Chris Jericho for like 15 years. Fuck's sake, Michaels. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Spider-Minks. It's, it's just fucking incre- incredible that we're still talking about this stuff in a positive way. <coughs> Considering that pre- Marvel acquisition, <laughs> pre- Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> Considering pre-Marvel acquisition, Spider-Man, Connection, and all the other stuff that happened, we had the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, which are fucking terrible. The but first I one's would... all right. 
I would but say felt like a retread that we've already seen. And I would say they're watchable, but they're shit. Mm. And if it's your only option for a bit of entertainment, the second one I can't stand. I first time I watched that film, I was like, "Why the fuck is Electro Riddler from Ghost Bird from Batman Forever? Yeah. He is literally the Riddler in so many ways. Just switches neon to blue instead of green. Yeah, he's got the ex- he's got the fucking same fucking nonsense. He does. Uh. Yep, and Batman um, Forever is a better film. <coughs> But um, but I would say that all in all, this is so much better than I was expecting it to be. And whatever you want to say about my leanings, I do love Marvel comics and films and everything else. I like DC as well, but they're just DC films have always been lacking. The comics are always too willing to just. I think if they want to do a shared universe with DC, they have to stop trying to make them all feel the same. Yeah. Um, it Wonder works. Woman worked because they just let her go off the rails. And make yeah, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman works because they didn't expect. And to Shazam be a worked because they just went fuck it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's a shame, yeah. It's a shame that they can't recreate this magic in a different universe, but I think that that's the thing. Iron Man, Iron Man, they filmed the film, and then the ending, where they turned around and they were like, hey, guess what, there's going to be an Avengers, that was attacked on scene. It was something they filmed after they finished the rest of it. I saw someone saying the other day that there was, um, oh, there was meant to be a cameo from Tobey Maguire in Incredible Hulk. No. Yeah, and I'm like, no, that just timeline doesn't make sense at all. It makes no fucking sense. And yeah. also, there were different companies, WB and Sony. Yeah, but apparently there was Universal made the Incredible Hulk, wasn't it? Oh, did they? Yeah. But um, there's the whole thing that they were making Spider-Man 4, but it like been cancelled and stuff. Like, <laughs> They didn't film any of that film. Yeah. None of it was filmed. It was all storyboards and that was it. Yeah, because Sony were like, yeah, we want you to make it a 3D film by next year. You have to redo all the 3D and everything and he's like I can't do that in a year I'm Sam Raimi I'm not a magician well it wasn't just that they wanted more villains didn't they mm. they were like "We've this worked great oh, they were trying. They wanted to set up them. Sinister Six because they've been obsessed with making that film for yeah. years it's not going to happen Venom 2's happening though yeah I like Venom I know you do it's fun it wasn't it was fucking hilarious yeah, yeah because it was so fucking bad <laughs> it was it was the best version of the Spawn 90s Spawn movie. <laughs> it was a fucking remake of the Spawn 90s movie. Yeah, it was brilliant. It's freaking... a fucking shame that they just, like... <laughs> it was great. The amount of money behind it as well. Is such I a couldn't tell what was shit. going on for the last 20 minutes because it was just, like, slime. Things going everywhere. Like, oh, we're not going into what's wrong with that film because there's too much. Stop watching watch. Cinema Sins. Well, no, it's not Cinema Sins. It's the film. It's watching the film. I've watched it three fucking times now. Why have you watched now? it three times now? Uh, you need to watch it once. It's really edgy. It's not edgy. <laughs> it's the opposite of edgy. And it's also, it doesn't make any fucking sense. You're worrying too much. No, I'm not. It's you just, just got to enjoy movie. that it's got what's-his-face, Tom Thingy. Hardy. Isn't that what people said to us about Justice League? Sitting in a... Yeah, Justice League is a masterpiece. Isn't that exactly yeah. what they said about Justice League? Yeah. They were like, you just don't get it. You've got to just enjoy it. Turn your brain off. It's not about that. No, Justice League... Apparently, the, the Joss Whedon's Justice League's stupid, and Zack Snyder's Justice League would have been yeah, a proper yeah, dark, yeah. intelligent Justice yeah. League. Yeah. Just like Batman yeah. v Superman was dark and intelligent. Hello, darkness, my old friend. At least... At least Venom has no pretensions whatsoever. He has Tom Hardy jumping into a fish tank, eating lobster straight from the that's fish the tank. That's the one scene. <laughs> that's the one scene you always mention. That is, I think that's the one scene you enjoy in the whole that's film. That's fucking hilarious. I think it's the only scene you enjoy in that film. It's brilliant. If I just cut that scene out of it for you, would you be happier? Yeah. 
You wouldn't watch yeah. the film ever again, would you? Just we watch that to. one scene. A bit where he kisses Lady Venom. Oh. <laughs> so it's just like, whatever, sod it. This film's fun. No, it's not. <laughs> That's the problem. You even had fun during that film with the fucking people who bankrolled it and went, oh, he's made a billion! That deleted scene where Venom's trying to tell Tom Hardy to stop being a dick. He's just like, look, I'm going to give you some advice and you're going to have to listen to me. Stop, yeah, being, yeah, such, yeah, a dick. <laughs> I've got a parasite! i got, I got a parasite! Yeah. Uh, how you doing? How are you doing? I'm Eddie Brack, I'm a journalist! Yeah. He always sounds like he's fucking... He sounds like Yahoo Serious. Uh, no, not Yahoo Serious. He sounds like... Um, who directed Death to Smoochie? Bobcat Goldthwait. Bobcat Goldthwait. Sounds like Bobcat Do- Goldthwait, that song. All right, uh, and it's your review. Oh, sorry. Um, I give Enter the Spider-Verse. It's, uh, it's, it, it's a Helen Mirren. It's another Helen Mirren. It's no. not perfect. It's not perfect, but fuck, it's great. That moth's getting dangerously, dangerously close to my window. It's going to come in here. It's fucking in here. You fucking like moths. moths. I don't like Mothra. Are you scared of Mothra? The thing is, it's gonna not. It's not gonna get out of here because they're fucking dumb as bricks. All right. Well, let's just finish oh. the podcast and get rid of it for you. Fucking hell! Fucking I feed promise. it to Stan. No, Stan doesn't eat bugs. It's gonna fly in my face while I'm talking. No, it's not. Just do your review. My review. Ah, uh, Mario Maker. I think Mario Maker Two. Yeah, that came out on, on the Switch. Three DS. Three DS. No, um, I got Mario Maker Two on the Switch. It's really good. There you go. Well, no, talk about it. No, um, we played Mario Maker. The first one. Made levels. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, I played it a bit. I played it for a while. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't really get into it. No, I made level and it got played on YouTube. Did it by who? And games played terribly. Oh. YouTube channel. They played my channel. And that episode of theirs got copied by another channel and re-uploaded. Who's that channel? I don't know. Some shitty kid's channel. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Me- Mario Maker, you make Mario levels, and the you know the main additions they've done this year, little changes and stuff. Slopes are in. Yeah, thank God that was missing in the last one. I like slopes. Yeah, you couldn't make slopes in the first one. Um, you don't have to unlock stuff in this one. It's all there from the start, apart from one item. And a couple of which items. You'll, there's only one item. Oh, there's only yeah, one. only one item. Super Bowl. It's a little hidden thing you get later on. Um, but there's yeah, everything's there from the start, so you can make your levels to your heart's content instead of having to. Log in over seven days, like you did in the first one, to unlock everything. Mm. You had to like, I think it was something like you had to log in every day for seven days and play a level or something for it to cool. give you an unlock, and it just it's tedious for no reason whatsoever. Um, and it's got a story mode now in single player, and it's quite oh. fun. You have to build a castle. Suddenly You've the coins have values. A hundred levels. Yeah, they're really good levels as well. They're like they Really inventive, clever things. And they're done in a way where it's like they're giving you ideas as such. Like they're showing you different ways you can use the maker tools. They're not just throwing identical levels at you again and again. And that's kind of fun because it reminds me like the older Mario games where every level had some sort of gimmick going on and then it would explore that gimmick during the level and then move on. I like the fact that a lot of the levels have the title of the person who made them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They all tell you who made the... Yeah, it's like a guest, special guest. Yeah. There's some real good humour in there as well. There's like this whole, there's a whole subplot going on in it where all the toads are part of a union and they don't like the boss who's in charge. They think she's a terrible manager Mm. and all this stuff keeps coming up where she's like neglected them and things like that or sent one of them off somewhere and he got on the, he got put on the wrong plane and end up in the wrong place and you have to go and find him. Yeah. And bring him back with you. It's like really just like all these weird little frigging subplots about 
how bad a boss she is and how much she doesn't care about her staff. It's a weird, weird little subplot. There's one of the turds is like, yeah, I'm purple toad. My parents weren't very creative because <laughs> <laughs> he just wears purple. Um, yeah, you know, and there's like a, there's a little eraser guy that erases things. And when he does it, he jumps up and down really quickly and his head starts to wear away. Yep. And then he collapses. Good guy. I like him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. The story mode is really fun. Just silly little, just silly stuff. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm about like halfway through it. Um, just got to build the rest of the thing. Build Princess Peach's tower. It's quite mm-hmm. fun because we destroyed it because someone let a reset rocket lying around. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, the maker itself is just like, if you play the first one, you can get the hang of it. The only thing I'm kind of not liking is if you play it in handheld mode, you have to use the touchscreen. You can't just use the button controls in handheld mode. They don't work. Oh, right. Yeah, so you have That's to weird. use the touchscreen, which is a bit of a pain because even though you'd think that would be nice and easy, I find holding the switch and using the touchscreen really awkward. Mm. Um, it's because of the weight of it. And if you've got a Joy-Con yeah. on there, then it feels like the Joy-Con is shifts yeah. a bit. I'd like to just have the option. I'd probably combine the two if I could. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've been finding it easy enough using on the TV, just with my controller. Mm. Um, works a treat on there. Um, I mean, I let my mate's kid play with this and he made a few levels and he just... He jumped straight into it. He's already he's been playing the DS version, the 3DS one. Yeah. Um. So he just like he just picked it up and made a bunch of little simple levels with weird names. I don't know. One of them's called Tricky Bicky. I don't know why. Um. Bit odd, but you know he's made fun levels. And when he gets a copy for his birthday, I'm going to upload them so he can download his levels. Oh, cool. And play them. Um. They've taken out the ability to see the levels in the maker. Yeah, you've got to, like um, do the left and right. You've got panels. Used to be that you could like. If you downloaded someone's level, you could put it into the maker and you could see where they've put stuff. Oh, right, So okay. if someone's put a secret exit so they can finish the level quicker, you know, because you know that was the whole thing where people would put levels that they knew were pretty much impossible to finish. And rather than play through it and finish it themselves so they could upload it, they would put a secret exit hmm. so they could get to the end. Um, so you can't see if someone's done that now. So I've got a feeling you're going to see that coming back up. Um, you can see loads of people doing it. There was that guy who was streaming and he found the secret exit and as he was finishing the level, the guy deleted the stage. Like the guy must have been watching the screen, and he deleted it because he exposed his secret exit that he had put in the he put in the level. And uh, yeah, he can upload his score afterwards. But he called it on stream. Everyone knows he made a secret exit. Cheating little bastard. Um, there's a couple of other weird things. Like I've tried playing the online, and it's been laggy as all hell. And just a reminder that Nintendo's online is a premium service that you pay for. And it was impossible. Like, I was trying to jump and all the characters were, like barely moving, but the stage we were on had a sun in it and the sun's swinging around fine. Like, so that's obviously not connecting to the network or something. But, um, yeah, you just jumped around and get killed instantly and then you just watch all this laggy bollocks go on until someone finishes a level and it lags the hell out for the whole way. Um, for some reason you can't play with friends on that, which is a bit weird, but apparently they're adding that in an update because they were worried about it messing with the leaderboards. Just, just put thing on there that says if you play with friends you don't enter the leaderboards yeah that's just baffling um and you can't look at your friends you can't look at your friends uploaded levels like they just have no integration with that online thing do they you can't just look up what levels your friends have done and it actually even has instructions that if you want to see your friends levels play one of their levels after getting a code from them go to their profile and favorite them so you can select the favorite um makers and see them on there it's like i I just want a menu to look at my friends' levels. That's what I want. Nice and simple. You know, give me a notification to tell me when a friend has uploaded a level. But it's not there. But um, other than Nintendo's in continual weirdness with online, how they don't understand it, and just 
they always do stuff different, don't they? They just have to do online weird. Yeah, um, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I I found pretty much the same thing with you. It's weird that you can't just you can't see your friend lists created levels. Yeah, it's weird that you, I'm telling you, I don't think there's any proper integration between the online friends no. list and the service. It's almost like they didn't think live would be around by now when they were developing it. Mm. It's like an afterthought. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I I've been playing more than I've been making. I haven't made any levels yet. I've just been playing. Because you're uncreative. Well, no, it's not that. I've been enjoying it too much. Like, do you need to listen to "Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared" creative song? Yeah. <laughs> Green is not a creative color. <coughs> Maybe. What's your favorite idea? <laughs> Let's try thinking creatively. I I've really enjoyed it. I've loved playing the levels. I've been playing the endless mode, and I've been playing the course bot stuff, and doing the story mode. Hmm. I'm about thirty percent of the way through the story mode, so I'm completely tired yet. But then also, I think I'm on a 75-level streak for my endless mode. Yeah, I was, I was playing on easy, but I just wanted to see if there was some sort of reward for getting to 50. Mm. Um, but I didn't get anything, so... No. There's probably, there must be something you want in for endless mode. I think mode. the difficulty is a bit... It's a bit all over the place, apparently, but I yeah. think it depends... Because the thing is, it's it's based on what percentage of people have finished the level, doesn't it? Yeah. So all it takes is one level to be barely played properly, or mm. someone's found the level frustrating rather than difficult. Because you get a lot of people who don't put checkpoints in, and then if you mess up halfway through the stage, you'll just you quit. Again, yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess so. But uh, but it's, uh, all in all, I've really enjoyed it. I think I I I got mine. So I I did the Curry's deal thing that I told you about. So I wasn't going to get this this month. I was going to wait a little while before I bought it because I think that with Mario Maker, I adopted really early on, and I found that there weren't a ton of really good levels early on. And then I adopted, and then I I skipped playing it for a little while. And then came back to it, and it was just a bunch of automated levels. There's a, there's still a lot of that, but they actually have tags on them now. So if yeah. they people can tag the levels, like the creator can put a tag on there, and if you play a level, you can put the tags. Yeah. And if certain tags get picked quite often, it changes what the tags are on the level. Oh, cool. But um, you can't you can tag can't tag for multiplayer. I think it is or something. So you, if you make a multiplayer specific level. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh. Uh, but um, but I found with this, it's been it's been really good. I got it for like thirty quid, so I adopted it. I jumped in at the mm. chance to play it because getting getting any sort of Nintendo game, if you can get like a Nintendo game on release like cheap, then do it. So usually retain their value quite well. Is your so. one called Super Barrio Maker? Because yeah, you've got the knockoff yeah. version. It's actually Super Super Wario Maker. It's better than your one. Super Barrio. It's, it's Wario and Waluigi. Yeah. There's no Wario in this. It's upsetting. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. Uh, but yeah, no, all in all, it's been really good. It's been great to see how the community gets together and makes these things. And also, just the music. I forget about some of the Mario music from the years. Because everybody remembers really the original good music in there. The, yeah. um, snow, the retro snow level music's really nice. Yeah. They're like I'm... weird xylophony style stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the music's fucking phenomenal. I kind of wish I had a soundtrack for this. Hmm. I'm glad that I went for this over Cadence of Hyrule. I was thinking Cairns of Hyrule at the beginning of the month, but I feel like this has got legs. This is going to be something that I keep picking up. Mm. I like the Mario 3D world stages as well, but yeah. I think they could have just given you a little bit of up and down movement. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. You kind of get the feeling that there should be that in the uh, story mode, the the hub world. You, you feel like yeah. there should be more like up and down there as well. You can move a bit. Yeah, but it's just not much, is it? No. But, but yeah, uh... I really like it. Um, it's it's kind of it kind of is a Tom Atkins, but it depends on how lucky you are with the levels you play. Mm. It flips between a, a Tom Atkins and a fucking Rob Schneider, because it can be fucking pig shit shit, and then it can be like I've had a whole missing. bunch of levels that are just 
you know like you get the ones where it's like a music level just run along and play the music and it's just yeah. like it doesn't sound anything like it but I found one which is freaking genius it was we are number one but you have to press jump every time you're supposed to go hey <laughs> so you hit jump and it hits a switch to change the platforms from the blue blocks to the red blocks yeah. so you run through it and it actually sounds right it goes we are number one you go hey you jump and if you jump at any if you jump at the wrong time you'll miss the block Yeah. so it's like a genius use of the music level that's not bad at all which I thought I thought that one's quite good I just it I, I want it so much to be the the Black Betty level from Rayman Legends, mm. and it's never going to be that. Have you, do you remember? Have you played that level in Rayman Legends? Yeah, I played it. There's a bunch more like that. There's Eye the Tiger and stuff. Yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was just Black Black Bet. Um, yeah, Black, Black Betty was the first one, yeah. and it was the one that just sort of blew me away. I was yeah. like, this is what... Because you don't need to do much during those levels. No. It's the jumps. That's the only part that you need to interact with, and it's the dun-dun-dun, and then you jump. Da, da. <laughs> it works really well and it's never going to be like that on this because these are all obviously that probably took months of programming by a bunch of people and this is someone taking an hour to try you could probably do it unintentionally by forcing people to jump at certain points like yeah. making sure they're like the only way to successfully make it through the jumps is to jump at the right moments in the music yeah. but um, the music's like you know, it's, you you can't just do any old beats per minute. You have to stick to whatever beats per minute Mario runs at. Exactly, but um, but no, all in all, I'm really fucking enjoying it. But it it's it's beyond a score because it depends on the quality and who's made the levels and yeah. the story mode. The levels are all exceptional. Yeah, there's been some really fun ones in there. Um, and there's like there's been some really surprising ones that I played that people have made. Like one of the ones I got in endless mode was it's completely black. Mm. You've got the light around Mario, and then you've got torches every so often. And then the only other source of light is there's a, one of those big witch monsters and they fire these massive, like, glowing fireballs that light the whole screen when they collide with mm. stuff. So it's like lightning striking. And it works really well. It's really interesting because you can see the obstacles only when the when you avoid the explosion. Yeah, yeah really clever. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to playing some I've more. I've played some really good ones where it's like um, taking the other fireball clown vehicle thing. Yeah. They've turned it basically make it gradius. They've they put the enemies on oh, yeah, yeah. the rails. Oh yeah, a few of those. Yeah, a few of those as well. Just quite smart. I might try and recreate the um, shoot 'em up levels from Mario Land using that. <laughs> oh, well, the, the little helicopter, not the. There's helicopter, a two levels. The There's the plane ones, one yeah. and the submarine. Yeah, yeah, but um, you have to give. Yeah. What happens if you have the ball Mario costume on when you're in one of those things? The what? Because you get the Super Ball Mario costume, and when you jump in, when you get the Super Ball Mario costume. Because when you get the fire yeah, yeah, costume, you fire times. the bigger fire, don't you? you fire free fire. It's free, and then when you charge it, it shows yeah. it shoots free. So, what happens if you've got the Super Bowl Mario costume? I'm sure. you going to have to check it out and find out. It breaks the game. Mm. But yeah, the it's just it's just been really surprisingly great. I do find most people are still doing Super Mario World levels. I think there's a sign that that's the Mario everyone loves. Um, and I'm finding like. Because you got the Mario 3D World levels, the new Super Mario Bros. levels look a bit bland by comparison. Because they've got that weird sort of, you know, modern when they when they're trying to do 2D stuff, but they're doing it with like really high res sprites. Mm. And I've never really liked the new Super Mario Bros. look. It all looks a bit too clean and and weird. It doesn't look like it's been made by people. It looks like it's been generated. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm I wish it was just the retro stuff, but I can see why they added the 3D stuff and yeah, 3D world stuff's fine. It's the new Super Mario Bros. stuff I don't want to get on. But um, mm. I'm hoping that because there's blatantly going to be more worlds. Like there's that weird gap right next to the free Super Mario 3D World one, isn't there? And it says 
other themes, plural. Yeah. So there must be other, there must be other, and someone messed up something there. But um, yeah, the rumour was that people were saying that there was going to be Mario Land theme in there, but I think that was basically they found the the, um, the Super Bowl. Bull Mario, Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's what they said. I could see a Mario Land 2 theme being a thing. Yeah. That, that yeah. could be, that could be neat. And if I, it's I, like the Mario World one. I would love it if they had a Super Mario Land 2 because there's so much stuff that people have taken from that and put in the main game. stuff that never came up again, like the rocket um, hats. Rabbit ears. Yeah. The rabbit ears with the rocket, wasn't it? Because you could fly with them. No, it just had rabbit ears in Super Mario Land 2. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. You had rabbit ears because I remember on the moon level you could cheese it so that you just had the rabbit rabbit ears on the first Oh, there's a bunch of levels where you just like fly (laughs) over everything, yeah. Um, Another game. It is really, really good. Yeah, you had the rabbit ears, it was the carrot. Yeah. You had to pick up and you had the moon levels which weren't done again. Oh, what if one music. of the themes was just fucking? What if one of the themes was just like an entirely different game? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you get Ducktales. <laughs> like the Saturday morning cartoon pack. Yeah, that'd be quite neat. A Mega Man. They could just do that. Just put a Mega Man theme in there. Yeah, I think I think it's great. I think that what it is, it's like a more complete version of the other one. They haven't been distracted mm. by the other by the other franchises under Nintendo, but it's kind of sad in the same way that you've lost that janky toy box feeling of it. Yeah, it's got rid of the Amiibo functionality. Yeah. I think because there's about 5 million Amiibos now. Probably, yeah. It Mm. feels, instead of it feeling like a toy box where you're just sort of throwing your toys at the thing and seeing what you can make, it now feels more like, hey, look, make a Mario Have you gone through the tutorial stuff? No, no, yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Really? Yeah, there's like, there's like um, there's bits where it asks you to delete a bunch of stuff, and after you do the little tutorial, one goes, "Congratulations, you ruined everything." <laughs> it's just, it's just like full of stuff where it's like, "Hey, you can just put all sorts of stuff all over the level," but that's terrible. Don't do that. It sucks. I have to give it a go. Yeah, the yeah. tutorial's funny. Um, I'll have a look. Yeah. But yeah, I've been really impressed. Way more impressed than I expected to be. I was expecting another because, like I said, Mario. I I went in the two like I think the Mario Maker one. I went in the two worst points. When in the beginning when there was nothing and I went in the end where it was all fucking automated. Mm. And that game didn't last long in terms of like audience retention and stuff like that. Game and Mario Maker had an audience for ages. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. Just Game Grumps. Fucking... It's the longest running Game Grumps series, wasn't it? They did like 200 episodes of Mario Jesus. Maker. That went on for like over a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now they've just started up Mario Maker 2. Try and do Ross's level because Ross has done one level and I tried it and it's too difficult. <laughs> Fuck you, Ross. Jerk. I saw someone thinking they'd cheese one part of it, and like, haha, I'm doing fine. He just puts down the controller and he's laughing away, looking at the screen. Then on the screen, you see something come down and, goes, and just drags Mario into the lava. <laughs> it's like, haha, you idiot. Never let go of the controller on a Ross level. Never let go of the controller on the game. Yeah. He did that amazing level on the last one called You Monster, where you had to use Yoshi, and the only way to get through the level was to kill Yoshi. <laughs> like, all these things that involved you having to do something like drop Yoshi into something to hit a button. And he'd end up with like lava dropping on him or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, that was a that was a clever level. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to see mm-hmm. what comes up. Might do a stream at some point. See how it goes. I put um, Prison Break Season Six on there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I played that. <laughs> played that game. You haven't got the world record? No, I haven't. No. no. Someone's beating me to. I I was three seconds off the world record on another level that I basically just held B and went for it. I've got the world record on um, one of my buddy's levels because he put it on there and he put what he thought was going to be a trap, but I just went straight through it and ran straight to the exit. Nice. So I I think he I think he put a secret. I think he thought it was a secret exit, but I just jumped straight in there and avoided the whole level and finished it in ten seconds. Nice. So, yeah. Ruined his time. I hope he doesn't get annoyed that I've completely ruined his level. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it to anyone who's got a Switch. I think this is 
because this is there's infinite replayability here as long as it's got an audience and it keeps an audience in and they don't do anything to fuck it if they release some free like packs of stuff and don't try and charge people a shit ton of money for like a season pass or something. Gonna they didn't fun. do any paid for DLC in the last one. It was no, all. I know, but they moving. did a bunch of free item, new up things. The next yeah. checkpoints weren't in the game originally, were they? But they're moving more towards that stuff, so I'm a little bit concerned. Mm. But we'll see how it goes. Nintendo's DLC has been pretty decent so far. Yeah, like the Smash Brothers DLC. That's like the yeah. Persona one was fantastic. Because there was a whole map and the character, wasn't there? It wasn't just that, though. There was, there was little details in there, all sorts, like the music changing the colour of the stages. Yeah. Um, to, like, Persona 3 and 4 style, and the end screen changing depending on how you beat your, beat your opponent. Yeah. Stuff like that. That was really good DLC. Um, we're getting Badger Kazooie and Dragon yeah. Dragon Quest Heroes. but I think Dragon Quest Heroes will be interesting, because yeah, they've it's got another, different yeah. ones, haven't they? It is another sword fighter. We've got 200 of them in that game, I think. Yeah, that's true. But, um... I will be playing the Dragon Quest Eight guy. He's, I like. I see. I'm getting into Dragon Quest more and more. Hmm. Yeah. PS2 Dragon Quest is one of my favorite RPGs. Of it's all on time. the. It's on the 3DS. So it's going to give yeah. it a go. It's great that one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's Crypt Apocalypse episode 113, I think. 14. 14. 113. I don't know which one is it. 113. 113. I told you it's 113. Uh. So. As always, you can find Ant at LV54SpaceMikey on Twitter. You can find him on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel People on YouTube. need to watch the new episode of Reacting Sentai. He's Yoko also Ranger. got a second YouTube channel, Reacting because, Sentai. Because uh, Kev was very drunk, and then his wife came home, and she was very drunk. Wait, what was the episode? We watched um, Dabutsu Sentai's Yoja. Oh, nice. Um, Kev wanted to watch it because all the mecha looked like Minecraft characters, and he thought he like he likes squares. And during the episode, he's like going, I love right angles. I'd fuck a right angle, he says, just because I'm drunk. And then when his wife comes home, she goes, he goes, look at this. It's all squares and stuff. They're all right angles. She goes, oh, God, he loves right angles. <laughs> just like, it's like, it's like, we, like we set up a joke. Like, <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Sounds yeah. good. But that's that's available on the other YouTube channels. So yeah, no one's watching. Check that out. No one cares uh, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Chris Apocalypse on YouTube. But I don't make any YouTube. I should probably do some YouTube. Oh, well. You could be the next Scott the Woz. Who? It's a meme. Kids like him. I think he's a meme thing. Oh. I don't know if he's real. He's on a video game nerd video. Oh. Recently. He's probably Scott a meme. Scott Yeah, I think he's a meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. I don't know what the kids like these days. I watch old people talk about how to get the best picture out of your PC engine and stuff, don't I? You know, it's, well, it w- I watched a forty-minute video about um, ROM hacks for games, but not not the ones that give you fat Sonic. The ones that do stuff like put save files in there or a map in Metroid. All the boring ones. Cool. I uh, I watched a bunch of videos about producing the best picture on a PC engine because I had a PC engine with no AV output, hmm. and the SCART doesn't work in the UK, so I had to end up buying that janky. Well, cable. Isn't SCART on a PC engine? It'd be a JP twenty one. Well, it, yeah, no, yeah, it's right. a different, different composite, yeah. composite SCART, which was hmm. what you get from the AV out, which is the back case. No, it put out RGB. Uh, PC engine does, but in Japan they don't use SCART; they use JP twenty one, which is a different type of pit yeah. connector. Which is the big they one. look the same, but then it looks like the same scar, but it's different. Oh. It's got different internals. And but stuff. yeah, but but there are ways of cheesing it, which we've done downstairs. It works. Oh, I've got PC Engine Mini coming out later this year. Yeah, which is really interesting, but yeah. I probably won't go for. I think I've been, I've had enough of these mini consoles. If it's got Dracula X on it, then I'll buy it. Pff, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably buy it. There's some games they could put on there that would save you a few hundred quid. Oh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> actually, if they had Dracula X. I reckon it'll have Bomberman, Street Fighter 2 on it. Bomb Man 92. Hmm. And 
they also had the Batman game somehow, <laughs> then I'd buy it. Just put the PC Engine card slot on there. They'll, they'll be like, no yeah. one's got PC Engine games. Then you and can then play. Us, then us yeah. again, like, woo! You can play Batman. Ko and Ken. Oh, the yeah, one where I've they throw that. shit at you. Think. I've got that. Yeah, or well, that weird wrestling RPG. Yeah, I with think the I've aliens. Got, well, I've got. I think I have King of Monsters. Yeah. And I've got what is that awesome Ninja Cop game where you become like a you become like. Oh a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Did yeah. you play that one? Yeah, yeah. I fucking played that for ages. Hmm. I think you came home when I was playing it on the sofa once, and I was just like, "This game's so easy." Mm. It's like no, Rolling it's a, Thunder type thing. It's not yeah. eSport though. It's similar to eSport. It's similar to eSport, yeah. yeah. But I remember that I got I got to the end of the fourth level, and I was like, "This game's so easy." No, I can probably read the Japanese now. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, thought I read so the Bonham Batman. It said Batman. <laughs> I like the Batman game. I only put that on because it's got Streets of Desolation, like a really funky version of it on there. It's, got, it's actually a really good game, Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the Batman game. God, they're fucking all great. Well, not all of them. There's that weird one where you're a giant fucking ninja and you control it. It's a bit like Quop. <laughs> you've got a sword and you basically... Oh, yeah. You hold a sword button and then whilst you're holding it, you can, like, jab, just fucking swing it around the place, but you can't move. Nah. And then, like, as soon as an enemy comes, if you just fucking swing it like a madman, then you can kill everything. You it's a bit like playing Castlevania 4. Fun? Get some more PC Engine games. I fucking like Street Fighter Two Championship Edition on PC. Do you know how much all of that cost? Some of them are cheap. Yeah, I think I've got all the cheap ones. Like I think, I think I got I got really lucky because I got that console with two controllers and then all of the games. I think I spent the equivalent of eighty dollars, so about fifty five quid. Cat's not impressed. I think I spent about fifty five quid in total with that cable. Fifty five sixty quid. And that's not bad for all that PC Engine yeah. stuff, but it's just I wouldn't go into collecting. I, re- I really initially, I wanted the Batman game and I wanted Bonk. Like, I wanted Bonk 1, Did 2. Did you have Bonk on there? Uh, yeah, Bonk 1, 2, and Super Bonk was on the, the PC Engine CD. Yeah, but have you got Bonk? No. No. No, because it was too expensive. It was you like, want to get Super Bonk on the SNES? It's like 20 quid. That one's no, uh, sorry, yeah, Bonk 3 was on Sega, uh, yeah. was on PC Engine CD. Um, God, I might get that PC Engine mini, mini now. Yeah. It's going to have Bonk on there. It will definitely have Bonk on there. I reckon it'll have R-Type, Bonk, Dracula Rex, Street Fighter. Um, it won't have the Batman game. I'm it sorry. Won't have the Batman it won't have the Batman game. It won't have the Batman game. It might have that um, that Shadow Dancer thing. It had like a version of Shadow Dancer. Did they? I like yeah. Shadow Dancer. It will have the RPG on it, the Zootonia or whatever it was. Zootopia. No. There was like an RPG, New Lopia or whatever. Oh, there was yeah. like basically a Zelda clone on there that was really good. Um, I've got a copy downstairs. Oh. Yeah. And it's really, really good. And you don't need to really speak Japanese to play. Uh, Newtopia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really, really fucking good. Um, and there's a sequel, but the sequel was like 70 quid. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Okay. Newtopia. Newtopia. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. The old PC engine. Yeah. Really recommend it if anyone's got a PC engine. You probably don't. I don't think anyone else in the UK has a fucking PC engine. They did get released in the UK, despite what people think. Oh, no, we got the very, Turbo very graphics. Different. Yeah, they, PC Engine was over here. Oh, really? PC Engine, yeah. But um, I think, if I remember rightly, it was only sold in either Woolworths or Boots, one of the two. Oh, okay. It was, like, exclusive, and no one, like, it's thought there's only a couple hundred that actually sold. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Mine came yeah. with a certificate to say it wasn't radioactive. Oh, that's good. <laughs> it come from Fukushima. <laughs> it must have come from somewhere close to yeah. Fukushima. Nicked from a kid's bedroom. Oh dear. Anyway. No, it's fucking. It's a great console. I really like the controller. Say goodbye to the children. All right. Um, bye, everyone. As always, fuck, Trump fucks kids, and we'll be back in two weeks. You want to fuck Trumps? 
No, yeah. Trump fucks kids oh. with Jeffrey Epstein on this no. plane, the Lolita Express. Yeah. And now Jeffrey Epstein's being convicted of child sex trafficking again. Yeah. And Trump's probably going to pardon him because Jeffrey Epstein's probably got a video of him diddling kids. Because yeah. Trump's a paedophile. Don't diddle kids. Never diddle kids. Hey, do you Never remember... Never anyone younger than your daughter. Do you remember that we... <laughs> remember that we have a real family and that a member of the royal family is caught diddling a 13-year-old and you know what happened? They Nothing. got removed from the royal family. And Prince you know Andrew. Why? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know why he got removed from the royal family? Because Jeffrey Epstein has a tape of almost every sexual encounter that he arranges on his properties. Probably. And it happened at one of his properties and he released it to the newspaper. So he's got some shit on Trump that I want to see. I don't give a fuck if Bill Clinton goes down. I want to, I want no, Trump I want down. Trump. Bill Clinton went down anyway. Yeah, I want Trump fucking done. <laughs> the guy's a pedophile and a rapist. Why the fuck are we still arguing this? Anyway. Da, 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 Can I end da, the video da, da, now? Da, da, da. Go again. Good night, it's everyone. It's gone two hours now. I love you guys. Bye. See you in two weeks. Mm-hmm.